Hey, I'm Kyron. And this is Joel. And it's for Calm Before the Storm on this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Joel, I'm doing very well. Yeah, well, actually, we actually hung out in person today. I know we're we recording did. this on the internet, but we hung out in person today. I you saw you know. today, and it was obviously wonderful. It was lovely. It was lovely. We also saw the guys from, uh, well, we saw Josh and, uh, sorry, Lauren and Cotter from, uh, uh, point and click as well. Hung out with them, which was good. Because uh, we went to the uh, Go Games Market out in Abbotsford in Melbourne, which was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, my second time going uh, in a different location this time. A much better location, if you ask me. Um, but, uh, Kyron, what were your thoughts? First time, first time uh, there? Yeah, well, I think obviously I missed the first one, but I actually had a good like. Not to sound surprised, saying I actually had a good time at this thing, but it was really fun. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it was it was great hanging out with uh, Cotter and Lauren, and they were very kind to let me stow away in Lauren's car on the way down there. So, um, gracias for that one. Very nice, very nice. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. I got to walk around, look at a bunch of retro games that I would love to buy, but PAX is <laughs> like a week away, yeah. so I had to show it a decent amount of restraint because, you know, the looming threat of PAX is is ever-present, you know? You it's, were very good. I, I it was, was hard. I was, I was definitely trying to force you, like, to, to push you into buying oh, I know. That, uh, that orange GameCube that was sitting there as well. Yeah, I'd love it. It was by the time I was like, maybe I should get it. It was like, sold. Same yep. for Dreamcast. I was like, oh, well, this is what you get when you wait. But on the bright side, I do have that money in my pocket still for better or worse. But yeah, and, and the venue itself was pretty good. Uh, again, I didn't check out the first one, so I'm not sure how it compares, but it was quite yeah. a nice little area. It was, it was a about... good cafe nearby. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. Good sausage roll and good pies. At the uh, Abbotsford Convent. Even, even if I got judged for trying to, you know, grab, grab <laughs> you a, a really friend's sausage roll. I was like, I'm sorry, I just wanted to, I was getting it for my friend and then I was getting mine. Leave you me really alone. Did. Yeah. <clears throat> um, no, but uh, yeah, it was pretty much like, I would, I want to say like triple the size of last time. It was very, Jeez. very pokey last wow. time. Wow. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying it, like it was, it was bad. It was still a really good uh, little market. Uh, if you're not familiar, the Go Games market is a, uh, I guess like a swap meet. Like you, you would say, like almost in a, in a way, I like guess, a, yeah. for games, yeah. This is like a Sunday market, but with games. There's people like uh, online retailers and stuff like that can like, or uh, online like mum and pop shops, I guess, can go and uh, set up stalls and uh, sell their wares. And it was really cool, like just wandering around. I managed to walk out with, uh, uh, I bought a present for Ash. I bought an Evie necklace for her, which looks really cool. Um I'm kind of kicking myself I didn't get her one of the Kingdom Hearts ones now, actually. The Kingdom Hearts 2 logo looked really nice. Well, for what but... it's worth, PAX is just a week away. True, true. Uh, but I also picked up um, Super Hot, the card game, um, which I thought I'd heard about before. 
Um, I hadn't uh, seen it in the wild. I saw it was on Kickstarter, and I was going to back it, and then I didn't end up doing it. Um, but yeah, it's basically like a micro deck building game uh, based around Super Hot, the uh, time only moves when you move, uh, first person shooter, uh, which I well, I've, I've spoken about on the show before. I'm pretty sure, and I absolutely love. I'm a big fan of Super Hot, so. Um, and I found out too, I can play the game solo as well. So I might even take it for a test run and see how it goes. And, uh, maybe while you're down for packs, I'll, uh, twist your arm into having a round. If it, man, good luck. If there's time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. We, uh, we, we had a, a little guest appearance on, uh, the click cars from the point and click guys. It was a lot of fun. We sat down and had a good old chat with, uh, the man himself, Mr. Cotter. And, uh, I really enjoyed that. He got to sort of like unleash his like Smash Brothers excitement and talk Dragon Quest with you, and yeah, it was really really cool. Yeah, and he also sold me pretty pretty convincingly on checking out Shenmue. He really the did. Third yeah. one comes out. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely popped back up on my radar. So uh, as is Dragon Quest, weirdly enough, but yeah, we'll Good see. Games. Good games. We'll see. we'll see how we go. You can hear those discussions when their clickcast comes out. You, you can, yes, definitely go and check them out. Uh, and uh, if, yeah, if you want to hear us on there, uh, it should be up, I don't know, sometime this week, I would assume. Uh, yes. Don't hold me to that. But uh, yes. Well, uh, anything else exciting happened this week, Kyron? Uh, not not really. Had I seen Bad Times at El Royale when we recorded last week? I, I think, think I think you had, but yeah. You, I now you've seen it. it up, but I have seen it now, yes. Um, yeah, I went by myself on Friday? Yeah, Friday. I went and saw it. Um, I liked it. It was good. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, in terms of, like, Drew Goddard's movies, I think, uh, I think Cabin in the Woods is better. Um, I just think it does what... I, okay, so I, I think I figured out what my, not my problem, but, like, what, why I'm not, like, confidently going, yes, I loved it so much. I was kind of, I think I went in expecting it to be, like, a, uh, like a cabin in the woods style twist in terms of like that genre as well. Like that five people are in a random location together. What's going to happen? That sort of Tarantino formula. And like, it kind of, it's not that. And that's why I think I was like, I don't know how I feel about it, but, um, now I've gotten over that. I think it's, yeah, I think I'm definitely into it. So uh, the soundtrack alone was awesome. Soundtrack was really good. Soundtrack was real good. Um, happy, happy, always happy to see my boy John Hamm doing stuff. Yes, yes. Good John Hamm was awesome in it. Uh, Jeff Bridges is amazing in it. Yeah. Um, and uh, who else is in it? Even uh, Dakota Johnson, who I'm not a huge fan of because you know she's mainly known for her seminal works, which are the Fifty Shades of Grey films. Um, but uh, she was actually really good in this as well. I kind of honestly, yeah. I, was, I kind of dug most of her cast's performances. Yeah, actually, the the two newcomers, well, Chris Hemsworth as well, is really awesome in it. But um, uh, the two like sort of newcomers, like the the woman, um, I can't remember her name, her name off the top of my head, but she's actually a Broadway star, and hence why she sings a lot in in the movie, and she's like a lounge singer. Uh, and, let's pull uh, up the old. Uh cast yeah. list imdb but uh yeah no she um and cynthia erivo that's the one yeah yeah she's darling sweet really good really really good in that and uh the other the the young guy who played the bellhop as well um oh, he was really was, great too was that lewis 
Yeah, Lewis Pullman. Yeah, Miles. Miles Miller. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to talk about it too much because no, 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 definitely people should go see it. <laughs> it's yeah, you should definitely go see it because if you're interested in it, because it's uh, it's a, it's a it's good fun to watch. Um, I found it was a little long. Um, I know you said see, you didn't find I, that. I just fell right into it, so I didn't notice it being too long personally. Right. Yeah. No, I did start to feel it a little bit. Um, in the middle. Oh, not even in the middle. Okay, there were a couple of parts where I was like, all right. Okay, like they were setting up a whole bunch of things, and I just feel like it wasn't getting too much payoff at that point, uh, or enough for me to to. But it wasn't like it was completely losing my interest. But, um, but yeah, no, I yeah, it was a good movie. It's a fun movie. Um, Are you gonna see Halloween? Uh absolutely not. One hundred percent not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Definitely not gonna see Halloween. I hear it's um, pretty good, so I'm pretty keen. I just, Karen, you know what I'm like. I, I I messaged you through the week, and I'm like, I'm trying to work up the nerve to watch Hereditary. That's what, that's Go my on. next goal. I need. I to... want you to watch Hereditary so bad. Has I, uh, <sighs> Has Ash seen it? I don't think so. No. Okay. So I, I, I yeah, I I want to watch it because I want to know I want to know what it's like. But um, yeah, just gotta try and work up my courage to do that. <laughs> Um, just got to prepare myself for for those jump scares, I guess. If, uh, even if I've heard that there's not many, but, um, even still, uh, yeah, but I'm trying to get in the Halloween spirit. Um, but yeah, cause I'm, I eventually worked my courage up and watched, uh, what's it called? Uh, get out. And I know that's not a horror film, but it's another like, Ooh, tense movie. Um, but it is. I it is a tense movie. Really enjoyed Get Out. That movie is fucking excellent. But um, I also started. I've checked out the first couple of episodes of that new Netflix show, The Haunting on oh, Hill House or of Hill House. Yep, I'm into that so far as well. Early yeah. days still, but I'm very much into it. One of the girls I work with, she's like, I hate horror. And she and she's what just finished watching it with her boyfriend, and she was like, I really enjoyed it. I was like, okay, all right, maybe. maybe. It's just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some good jump scares. <laughs> yeah, well, there's that. But she um it she was like, Oh, all the reaction on Facebook and social media about it like being, Well, people can't sleep afterwards and all no, this stuff. Yeah. It's, that's way overstated. Yeah, I feel like that anytime that that's the new thing. Anytime there's these yeah. like Netflix horror movies or even just like horror movies that aren't part of yeah. a franchise or something. Um but yeah, because I remember I think the same thing happened for Hereditary and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like I <sighs> A lot of people I've seen who have watched, you know, Hill House have basically been among the voices going, hey, people are sort of overhyping the fear in this. Like, it's not that scary. Okay. So, it, yeah. Like, it's not to say that there aren't jump scares and some, some, some good creepy moments, but yeah, I just think it's just part of that whole like, oh, it's so scary. You'll, you won't sleep after you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> you'll shit your pants. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, not... it's, it's a bit much. Bit heavy. Mm. But, I mean, but I'm into it, gets, it so far. It, it's like it's that clickbait stuff that gets people to oh, watch yeah, it. Oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, if it works, I guess you can't really fault them for it. It's not hurting anyone by doing that. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, has anything else exciting happened over the week though, Kyron? Not really. It's been a horrible, horrible, horrible working week, and I'm so glad it's over. Good. I'm glad that it's over for you as well. But uh, Extreme mental damage was taken. <laughs> it's all right, Karen. We've got four days left, pretty much. And then we've Thank got God. the, the greatest then... weekend in, in the, the calendar year for for us 
coming up this weekend, but we'll touch on that a little bit later in the show, I think. Uh, for now, though, I think it's time we checked in with our quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Our quest log is, of course, what we've been playing, our what we've been playing segment of the show, um, where we sort of report back on our uh, different uh, quests we've completed over the week, I guess, uh, and in the world of video games. So, Kyron, have you got anything this week? Uh, I've got a couple of games that I've sort of dabbled in a bit. Like, okay. again, I haven't had much time to play anything substantial, so it's more so been chipping away at the behemoth that is Dragon Quest XI. Right. But I really don't want to drag that back in here until I finish it, so I've also got a couple of small morsels I've been nibbling at. Ooh, well, I finished a game this week. Um, wow, okay, yeah. oh, that's that's impressive. It was, I mean, look, it wasn't a lot. I super, actually, I finished two games this week, and they both weren't very long. Um, but, uh, yeah, would you like me to, to, to kick things off? Uh, well, do you want to also talk about what we played at the market, or do you want to do that separately? Oh, yeah, actually, let's kick it off with that. That's a good idea. Um, so along at the Go Games market today, along for, uh, alongside a whole bunch of uh, stalls selling some wonderful wares, there were also uh, some wonderful podcasters there as well, which we mentioned that uh, the Point and Click guys were there. Um, uh, Callum from Game Train was there. Love catching up with him. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. Um, looking forward to maybe having a cheeky bev with him at PAX this weekend. Uh, and uh, Sam, Sam from the Inconsolables was there for a little bit. Um, and yeah, a couple of other places as well were, were there. But they also had a console free play area set up um, with a couple of indie games set up, like indie party games, and, and they were running tournaments in. So we decided we'd enter. They were looking for competitors. So we thought, why not? We're here. Let's give it a go. Um so the first one we played was uh, Western Press. Oh boy! Yeah. So <laughs> it's a good game. It's, let's just start off by saying it's a really oh, yeah. good game. Yes, it's it a really is. clever idea for a game. Um, it's a pretty simple premise. It's just you're having like one v one gunslinger duels, basically. So it's you just versus another player, and you're um, duking it out in a uh, in a shootout, basically. Um, but the way that it does this is it does by a series of button prompts that will pop up on the side of the screen. Um, it'll like count down from three and then all the button prompts will appear. And it's like the first person really to get to the bottom um, and get it the fastest will sort of be the, the victor when it comes to uh, who it's wins. Best two of three, isn't it? I think so, yeah. 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 You, I mean, um, you might be able to change that in the settings. We didn't really check, but... No, no. Uh, and there's different characters you can play as as well. So it's really cool, like uh, like uh, 8-bit kind of pixel art style to it as well um it's been a, it's been doing the rounds for ages i remember seeing it oh, like yeah, yeah. the second packs or something i think was the first time i saw it pop up and yeah it's been like there this, every year this since. isn't a new game but this was my first no. time playing it yeah i think i'd had it i dabbled in it once or twice at a packs long, right. long ago right. but Jeez. um <laughs> i had the same problems that we both had today when we played it uh, <laughs> so uh, the controllers that they normally use to demo this this game are Xbox 360 controllers. And if you've listened to this show before, you know that we're both not really familiar with the Xbox uh, controller setup. Um, and uh, that was definitely ultimately our downfall. Luckily that we were teamed up against each other. Well, not teamed up, but we were facing off against each other in our round. Um, yeah. But uh, Karen, I, I, I am proud to say that you beat me. 
I was able to defeat you and you then were. get swiftly knocked out next round. Yep. No, that was good. Hey, at least you got a win under your belt. That's fine. That's true. I'll totally take it. Fine. I'll take the win. Um, but yeah, it was kind of neat. Uh, I, I, it's just like a simple premise. It'd be a great game to just to have and like chuck on in the background at a party or something like that. If you're all sitting around, just have like a little tournament running. It's like low, like not low stakes. There's pretty high stakes when it comes to playing the game, but like there's low uh, a skill barrier to it. I guess you want if you want to say it like that. You know, you don't really need to to know much to play the game. Yeah, um, I would say it it would be, it benefits it a lot from just basically being pretty pretty easy to pick up and play. And like the explanation mm-hmm. is is pretty simple as well. It's just sort of input the buttons as required, do it the fastest, and win. Yeah, I don't know if there's other, like, different modes or anything like that that are involved in the game, but, like, we just played the straight up, like, 1v1, it comes down to a best two or three. Um, but, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the next game we played, though, we entered another tournament <clears throat> shortly after it, uh, and it was for another game that I've heard around the traps, especially at PAX. Um, a lot of people, like, singing some high praise for another party game, and it's called Goat Punks. Um I really like this game. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. It's uh it's got a really cool art style, it's got a really cool gameplay hook, it's got a lot of strategy like lying under the surface involved. But again, well. like a, a very simple premise. Absolutely, yeah. It's just like you just using the face buttons and the, the, the thumbstick to control. Um and you're playing as mountain goats trying to climb to the top of a mountain. Uh and it's basically a King of the Hill style game. So once you get to the top uh, you have to try and hold your spot for 30 seconds. And if you do that, you're the victor. But obviously there are four other people trying to stop you uh, with various power-ups and different skills and uh, different abilities as well. All the characters have different um, uh, different abilities and things like that and different uh, strengths and weaknesses. Um, and yeah, so uh, once you get knocked off, you can have to climb your way up again. But uh your timer will start to tick back down as well. So that's how it keeps the game sort of like balanced and it's not over in like 30 seconds, basically. Uh, which I really liked. I, it's 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 just such a fun, simple game. Um, all the, the, the different goats you can unlock were really, really cool. I was playing as the hipster goat. Um, with his like tartan, his uh, checked shirt and his high-waisted jeans. Um, but uh, yeah. It- as it, it's worth noting that so your goal is to get to the peak of a mountain and stay there and build up the time but obviously once another goat gets close to you like to the, like the tier just beneath you they can basically just knock you straight off and take your spot exactly so as you quickly discovered joel yes. the best solution was to utilize the the dismount where yes. basically you would hop back down a level they would ju- allowing them to sort of just jump up for free and then you would just jump up and knock them down. Absolutely. Yeah. No, and it worked out pretty well for me. For... It, it proved pretty effective. Yeah. Until I got to the second round and then um, everyone sort of figured that out and they were much yeah. better than me at the game. <laughs> I a few, <laughs> I like, hate, like, much like you button. said to me, at least you got a win. Exactly. Yeah. I got a win under my belt. I was very proud of myself for that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh, it's really, really neat. And when you're on top as well, you, you're not completely defenseless. So you can fire like bolt, like projectiles down and they they vary depending on what mountain you're playing there's different maps you can play on so there was like an ice one i think there was like frost blasts there was like a, a deserty kind of one where you were throwing down like lightning bolts um and different things like that and apparently some of the i didn't really experience a whole lot of them but some of the maps had different quirks to them as well so that i think there are like traps and things you can activate on them as well i'm not sure but um yeah like simple premise a whole bunch of strategy lying underneath the surface if you're into that kind of thing it's a lot of fun really i i 
I know we say this every week, Kyron, but both of these games would just be perfect. I think, especially for these ones because they're party games, they would be perfect on the Switch. Being able to take that to a party and just like pop it in someone else's dock, whip the Joy-Cons off, and you're like, let's go. Goat punks, let's roll. We're going to have a round of that. The matches will last like maybe 10 minutes, depending on how uh, quickly someone manages to hold their spot at the top. Yeah, and how and how quickly the other goats manage to ascend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, because when you get knocked off the top, it's a it's a long climb back up. <laughs> you you feel the fall. Oh yeah, but luckily you don't feel it when you're climbing back up. You've, I felt like I had a couple of really clutch moments as well where um, I got knocked off the top and someone was like, it was like counting down the final ten seconds and we were racing to the top and I managed to get there with like two seconds left and just knock this guy off the top and take my crown back for a bit. Um, just avoided the end of the match. That was all I was worried about. I was like, I want to keep this thing going. I want to keep in it. I don't want it to end just yet. Um, but the second time he was ready for me, he uh, knocked me off, unfortunately. But yeah, Goat Punks, definitely check it out. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, did you? Did we play anything else? We didn't play the other ones that were there, did we? We didn't have a chance no, to. No, we didn't. We uh, jumped no. on the click cast. Yes, we did. We did. Had a little guest spot on there. Um, all right, well... Would you, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Sure thing. Like, you've got finished games. I've only got sort of, like, samples, so I'll, I'll go first. All right, cool. Lay it on me. So, first up is a game that was actually on sale on Steam last week when you were up here. Yep. And that is a game called Beat Cop. Beat Cop! I'm, I'm now, dumb and missed out on the sale. Yeah, so I I actually first saw Beat Cop on a, a little thing that Don from Easy Allies uploaded to YouTube. That's right. Which is, like, it's a YouTube video I recommend watching. Not only because I just love Don Casanova, that man's a genius, but it's just a very entertaining video. But does a very good job of sort of showing off what B-Cop is. Uh, man, I'm trying to think of a, the best way to describe it. It sort of... So basically you play the role of a, a cop called Jack Kelly... You've been framed for a murder, and it's sort of like a homage to, like, 80s crime TV series, blah, blah, blah. And your job is to basically be a cop on... a beat cop on the streets. Right. And you will find yourself juggling a multitude of different things. Like, so you've got, like, your daily, like, uh, briefings with the, the sergeant, I suppose. Okay. And he'll sort of give you an order on what he wants you to do. Like, very, very early on, stuff like... uh parking meters so if their parking meters expired write them a ticket check tires check lights etc etc and these are done very simply by just sort of going up to cars and clicking and you'll have a bunch of different options you can pick from okay and in your notebook it'll basically tell you like if you check the meter you can obviously see if it's expired and as you're doing stuff time is passing so if you see a meter that's close to expiration you can sort of hang around if you wanted to sort of get them but generally, you can you can go up the street and catch someone anyway. But uh, that's just if you want to do that. For tires okay. and headlights and tail lights, basically, it'll show you in your little your manual what to look for, and that'll sort of give you an idea of whether the tires or the lights basically like well better write up a ticket for these guys, and you get to like click two boxes to like sign your name and your badge number and stuff, which is which is kind of neat. Okay. And you'll sometimes get the guy the people come out to you and be like, oh, please don't give me this fine. And the interesting thing there is the other the other mechanic. Basically, you are balancing a lot of people's I don't want to say affections, but like meters. Right. There are the people, so the people you obviously are writing up tickets for and stuff. There's the police. There is 
I think it's an Italian mafia, essentially. Okay. And then there are some, just some, some criminals. Like, uh, I, I think there's, there's like a street gang. Okay. And you're sort of juggling a lot of things here. Like, sometimes you'll have the, the Italians going, hey, uh, here these uh, street gangs that are going to do some crimes along here. And you can go and bust them and sort of drop the meter for those guys, but it will boost the, the uh, Italian mafia that they'll sort of like you more while the gangs will not. Okay. And it sort of adds an interesting dynamic of like, well, what sort of beat cop do you want to be? I haven't played it enough to really know the full extent of it. It's a game I definitely want to get back into. Of course. But it, it's uh, it's pretty interesting because it doesn't, it sounds complicated, but basically like you just have one street. It's probably maybe a, a block or two blocks and getting from one side to another it, is very quick. You can double click to sort of run to a spot. It'll like bring up a stamina bar, which needs to recharge if you sprint for too long. But all in all, like it's it's a very cool idea that I think doesn't overcomplicate itself. Like okay. it sort of reminds me of stuff like Papers Please. Did you ever, did you ever play Papers yes. Please? I was I was definitely feeling a Papers Please vibe. Yeah, when you were yes. explaining it, yeah. Um, so also, the, the the meters thing reminds me of like the faction meters in. Weirdly enough, GTA 2, if you remember that. There was a flashback, Joel. Yeah, there were like the different like gangs that you could work for and do missions for. They had like, you know, if you did a mission for one, that's like the one, the the opposite to them that that really don't like that, that gang would get mad and you'd lose respect from them, but you'd gain it with the other. And you were like balancing meters trying to like make your way up and make a name for yourself. Yeah. So it, it is definitely similar to that. And then, again, along the whole time, you have the police where you've basically been framed for a crime. So okay. as well as doing all this, you're sort of trying to figure out a solution to that. And your sergeant's like, look, I can help you a bit, but you ha- if you don't figure shit out by this point, like, that is it. I cannot help you. And I already had a pretty early offer. So you can take a lot of bribes and stuff from certain criminals. And this guy was like, hey, if you can get together this much money... You can buy a house here and just be gone. And so there are there are definitely options to get to an ending how you see fit, depending on the path you want to take. Okay. And it's definitely very interesting. It's a game that, I, again, I want to try and play a little bit more of before I talk too much about it. Yeah. But it's, it is cool, and I'm glad I picked it up. Do you think, like, like, with the sense that there's multiple endings, do you think that there's, like, the game length is, like... A bit shorter than like or like a reasonable length that's so not going to be like too bloated. Yeah, like a lot of these sort of games, I think, never end up being too long. Again, I I think of paper pl- papers please and how long of that course. ultimately was. And I would be surprised if this game is you know super long, especially given the the time frame of the a lot of the stuff is like, hey, figure this out by then, or you're in trouble. Right. So I I don't imagine it being too long of a game, but uh, again, hard to say. I, I'm still doing pretty simple things. Like I can now uh, arrest criminals. Like sometimes a crime will happen down the road and a civilian will be like, hey, look out for the guy in like the red jumper. He just did this. And you're like, all right, shit. And you'll get like a little indicator. And or if, he, if he's running past you or if you run up to him, you've basically got to wait till you're within range and your handcuffs will highlight green. Okay. Click him to smack him on him. And uh, yeah, get a call a cheeky arrest or you can sort of tow cars if they're like violating parking or like if we've got the, the bad tires or headlights and sort of stuff. It's like, there's, yeah, lots, I, I'm into it, Joel. I'm into this game. 
It sounds really cool. I'm sad I missed it on the sale. I, I might pick it up eventually. I definitely, it's in my wish list. Now, I mean, if it helps, it'll probably be on sale again. But yeah, it's yeah, it's very cool. It's, I'm it's into this game. Definitely on my wish list. I'm gonna keep an eye out for it, uh, and I'll probably pick it up eventually. But uh, apart from that, I actually played a game that came out literally maybe a day ago or a day or two ago. Oh yes. So. You're probably familiar with the Reigns series. There's Reigns and Reigns Her Majesty. Uh-huh. If you want a summary, it's basically sort of like a simulator, a simulation of being a king or a queen of a kingdom played out in a, a Tinder sort of style where you swipe left or right yeah. to give certain responses to, to problems that you encounter. Um, Josh, that uh, used to be from Point and Click, he used to describe it as high fantasy Tinder. And I was like, yeah, yeah and that's, that's, that is exactly it. it. Especially this one, because this is a HBO-backed Game of Thrones-styled Reigns release. Crazy, crazy partnership. But when you, when you see it, like, when you when I first heard it, I was like, what? And then I sort of went, that makes so much sense. That's it does. It really makes a lot perfect. of sense. Yeah. It's a really great, uh, like, framework for this game to sort of sit in and really play yeah. around with and sort of do so- a whole bunch of, like, what-if scenarios, essentially. Absolutely. So again, gameplay is pretty similar to those other to the other Reigns releases. I haven't actually played them, so I don't know how much of the stuff I've been doing is new. Okay. There is a lot of cards, and doing certain quests will unlock new cards to put into your deck to pick from, or fulfilling certain objectives will unlock other characters. And I, I, I'm a nitpicker. I know, and I'm gonna do it because. <laughs> When I saw this game announced, I was like, sweet, like sort of getting your chance to rule Westeros, like that sounds cool in like the, the Reigns, how Reigns plays. Yep. I was like, maybe it'll let you do a bunch of what if scenarios, like, and it sort of does, admittedly, like you, but you default to Daenerys Targaryen, but of uh, very quickly I unlocked Jon Snow, I unlocked Tyrion, and I know a couple of others that are there as well, because I immediately was like, Miss Unlockables, gotta Google the list. Mm-mm. Shame on you. No, this isn't fair. Not shame. Not shame. Too harsh. But I'm so bummed out. I don't get to see how I how I could rule as House Tyrell because yeah. sadly the game is set in. Well, I mean, I guess with a HBO tie, and it sort of makes sense. Uh, basically, it's set around the time frame of the current series where you you the characters you can unlock are basically all characters who are still alive. So yeah. spoilers for Game of Thrones if you haven't watched it, but you've had a while. I mean, I I, I guess, but like you've had a while. Especially it's because again, it's mo- like obviously I was like, cool, I get to finally rule as Marjorie Tyrell. No, denied. Never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. No, nope. I was I was hopeful that I could have that what if scenario, but it didn't happen. I have encountered some like remnants of the Tyrell family in the game, and boy, am I doing my best to be like, no, you're, you're welcome in this kingdom. Fuck, fuck the Lannisters, <laughs> fuck the Tarleys, fuck all of them. They're all douchebags. I hate them anyway. It's a, it's you also, guys were right. It's also a shame too, because it would be interesting to play through as, say, I don't know, Joffrey. But I guess, or even like even Eddard, like yeah, honorable Ned. Like true. I think, yeah, I think. And I don't think it's fair to say that, like, well, this is it. We're not getting anything else because we could get more down the road. There could be a a more what iffy sort of release that comes out, sort of like how we got Reigns and Reigns Her Majesty, where you yep. play as a king or then you play as a queen. Yeah. So, like, there could be more down the road. Uh, at the moment, there's a set amount of characters to unlock, and they're all characters who are still mainstays in the series. 
Not super surprising. I've already died a multitude of ways. Yep. I've been poisoned. I've been burned by wildfire. I've been killed by a Drogon. And what I really appreciate is the game manages to sort of... It it does a good job of being as sort of... Because Game of Thrones is a... It's a pretty heavy piece of fiction. Even a TV show is like... It's violent or it's detailed, it's graphic. And the game manages to sort of have that level of of grit and, and detail without sort of getting too crass with it or going like into too, without focusing on, on, on in on details too much. You sort of get the idea that what has happened is pretty dang bad. Right. And now you are dead or like now you have made this choice and it never really sort of gets too far with it, but you, you do feel the weight of decisions sometimes. How does it feel like, cause I know, I know with my experience with the previous reigns games, um, the writing's always been, one, it's been great, but it's also been on the humorous side more so. Um, does that carry through in in the Game of Thrones iteration? So there have been some humorous scenarios that I've encountered where the writing's been pretty funny. Right. Uh, like for like for one example, I was doing a run as Jon Snow, and I went to the tavern. And there was a guy there who was just like, oh man, I'm never, I'm never going to get married off to anyone. <laughs> and I, like, you know, swiping left and right, you could like list off names. Okay. And every time I picked someone, Virus was like, dead, dead, dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of funny. And also probably true to the Game of Thrones world. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like honestly, the writing is pretty good. A lot of the characters that you sort of go through the, the motions with, you, they, they feel enough like their Game of Thrones counterparts without being too shackled. Okay. To making to to basically sticking to their lines, like a lot of the, the mainstays are there, Varys, Samwell, and all that. Aside from the playable cast, Tyrion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Right, and they they are serviceable, but you never feel like they're they're basically going through the exact motions of their TV show slash book counterparts. They they manage to have some fun with it. Okay, that's good. That's that's what I was hoping for with this. I'm I. I almost like pulled the trigger on it a couple of nights ago, and I I haven't yet, but I'm I'm probably going to this week. I think. We might like I said, I had no idea. I knew it was coming out soon because I had it on my list as a, like a pre-registered thing yep. on, on Play Store, and I mustn't have gotten a notification. The way I found out was I saw that Gamespot's review went up, and I was like, "Wait a second, yep. does that mean it's out?" Went to the Play Store, bam, right there, five ninety nine, purchased immediately, and yeah, I'm having a blast with it. It's 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 a nice like game I can just like again like as a mobile game it's just nice to sort of whip it up and do a couple of swipes and see how I go yeah exactly I think my record is like twenty two moons survived so far okay, so cool we'll see how I go from there because much like when you were talking about uh, beat cop and balancing meters that's the other primary mechanic mm. in the reigns games you thank you I completely forgot to mention that yeah so you've got like the it's like religion like army your population like your people and money i think yeah and a lot of those are generally applicable uh yeah so you've got the people you've got obviously the army you've got the religion which is basically whenever i'm playing it's like how much does the faith of the seven hate me because i hate (laughs) them but it's it's Uh, interesting though because you've got to try and balance them you can't just have one of them at at zero, because as soon as one of those meters hits zero, it's Dead. game over. As soon as one of those meters hits 100, game over, because you've been too yeah. successful. You've got to balance it in the middle, which I like. You've got to juggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah and absolutely. And and 
making your choices, yeah, you've got to be careful. Some, especially as you as you see one of those meters getting higher, you, you start to wonder if there's anything you can do to change it. Because again, conversations just sort of the, the scenarios just sort of flow, and if you don't get the right cards, it's like, oh boy, I am in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, and it sort of forces your hand, and it, it sort of brings out that I guess you know when you have those games like you know a, a narrative choose your own adventure essentially where you've got like big decisions you have to make it sort of forces you in a good way into those where you're like oh shit now i have to think about oh what, yeah oh damn it now what am i going to do here like they're both bad situations but what's going to be the better one in the long run oh okay we'll do that and it also introduces scenarios where the characters obviously act unlike their their counterparts because some of the choices I've made to keep my leaders alive, Jon Snow would not even think twice about. Right. Whereas sometimes making choices that certain certain characters I don't like <laughs> anymore <laughs> make, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe going north of a wall to save Jon Snow, yeah. and my, my character died. And I was like, wow, that's probably what should have happened. Yep. I, season seven was bad. <laughs> nah, dragon. It's fine. Stupid. Stupid. Dragon's fine. Dumb. Um. <laughs> Dumb. But yeah, no, the game is very fun. Would you? Uh, if you're after a, a fun little mobile game to sort of swipe through, I'd recommend checking it out, honestly. Would you say that it's probably the premiere of the Game of Thrones games that are out on the market? <laughs> I mean, given the choices. <laughs> like what? So let's see. We've got the RTS, which I don't think you can buy anymore. Yep. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. There was that dragon age ish sort of like rpg uh-huh. which i remember downloading to play it and then just whoa delete <laughs> there was the telltale, telltale games one yep which i i will always be in two minds about that because there was absolutely potential there but the closer they got to the characters from a tv show like the more time on screen that Cersei Lannister had, Tyrion had, Marjorie had, just sort of made it weird. But also Tyrell representation. So that's obviously going to pop it up a couple I know. of points. And I did. I bent over backwards to make Marjorie happy. <laughs> I have no regrets. Uh, she didn't like me very much, but I tried. Oh, well. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, neither did Cersei or Tyrion, so fuck them all. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Uh, was there any, am I, I oh, and there's it. also a really bad mobile game. Oh, which, yeah, it's like something Conquest or Game of Thrones Conquest. It's one of the, yeah, yeah, it's essentially like the clash of whatever's yeah. game they need. To tie it into that to make some money. Yeah, of course. I'm not sure if there's any more. It's exciting that this is a a thing that HBO were like, yeah, fuck yeah. And especially because like, the, the team behind Reigns, um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Let me see if I can find it. Um... Like, to have um, them, like, be pushed up to... Uh, Nereal, I think they're called. Nereal, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Published by Devolver Devolver, Digital. yeah. So, like, to have those guys be able to step up and make, like, a HBO-funded uh, Game of Thrones game set in their specific type of game is really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm having fun with it, and it's a game I'll probably whip out a fair bit of the packs as well, whether yeah. I'm in those queues. Well, that's what I mean. I think I might get it for this weekend. Um, it might be the the one that I, I, I do the same thing, waiting for panels and whatnot. Yeah, just make some make some potentially bad choices. Yeah. It's a good time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Tinder, from what I've heard. Potentially yeah. making bad choices. Oh. <laughs> I mean, hey, look. 
That's just what I'm saying. That's what I've heard. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're right. Don't drag me over uh, the coals. I've not heard anything. But uh, that uh, is that is really about it for me, Joel. Okay. So, uh, like I said, I've played a, a couple of games this week. Um, I played a little bit more of uh, Birth by Sleep. Not a whole lot. Um, but uh, I will get back to it eventually as well. I want to power through it. Uh, but because I got my new PC, I was looking at you know, things that I want to play. So I'm just going through my Steam library and playing games from like six, seven years ago and going, whoa, look at how good I can make it look on my computer. Um, but uh, I'm happy to, uh, happy to report that Overwatch runs in Ultra on my PC and it doesn't drop a frame rate. I know it's made for consoles. Don't shoot me down, please. Um, but Blizzard games are highly scalable, yeah. generally speaking. Um, and uh, To yeah. reach maximum audience. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But it, it, it made me feel good. I'm like, oh, you're just going to bump this up to Ultra. I went into the settings to do that. I'm like, I'm just going to push it and see how it goes on Ultra. It was already like defaulted to that. And I'm like, cool, good, awesome, good news. Um, I just played a few rounds before. Did all right. Because uh, I've had to go back. I'm back to like square one, essentially. So I'm trying to like do a whole bunch of quick play matches to get my level up so I can actually do some competitive um, on PC and just hate my life. Um, yeah, I was going to say, well, anytime you want to come back to console, you're welcome to join me. Oh, absolutely. I probably might actually do something this week, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you were serious. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Um, Time is finite. <laughs> I know, and it's I mostly filled with work this week. Yeah, work and... I've still got some homework to do before before next weekend. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, thumbing through the old uh, Steam store and just seeing what was about. about. Uh, actually, last weekend when you saw about Cop being on sale, going through your queue, um, also alerted me to another game that I was like, fuck, I've been waiting to play that. I should probably play it now, uh, which is uh, Rumu uh, by Robot House Games, a Sydney-based uh, dev studio. Um, and this game was, uh, game, the, the game runner of this game was, uh, Ali, McQu- Ali McLean, uh, or McLean. You might know her from her previous pseudonym, which is Eve Beauregard. She was a very prolific cosplayer, dropped all that and decided she wanted to make games and now has made a game called Rumu, uh, which is like a point and click adventure where you play as a, I guess, a sentient Roomba. Um, I mean, your words, man, I haven't played it yet. <laughs> yeah, so you're playing as a, a sentient Roomba. Uh, I'm not going to go into it too much. I think I want to revisit it down the track once you've played it because I would really like you to play it. Um, and I definitely will. Yeah, I think I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, but it's sort of, I, I played it in one sitting. It was like four hours long. I had an afternoon when I finished work. I came home, bought it, started playing it, and then four hours later I was, I, I'd finished it and I was like, yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um but yeah, you're just basically clicking around this house that's sort of uh, been, is a little bit deserted, but, you know, uh, the AI program that runs the house assures you that uh, the owners will be back at some point. Um, and so, yeah. How comforting. Yeah. So you're you're basically exploring the house and sort of, you know, unraveling the story. And I see a lot of comparisons. People have been, people usually compare it to something uh, like Gone Home or Firewatch and 100%. Uh, so if you like either of those games, Rumu is definitely worth a look. It's just, it's uh, not first person. It's presented in like an isometric, like I guess Diablo style view where you're looking into the rooms and clicking around. You can interact with all the stuff in the house. Um, there's some basic puzzles in there as well that are a lot of fun. 
But uh, overall, it's definitely worth a play. And again, it's an Australian game studio that have made this game, and it's fantastic. I really, really enjoy it. It got a couple of chuckles out of me a couple of times, made me think a little bit as well uh, about the state of our world. And um, yeah, I, I think that's probably all I'm going to say about Rumu. But if you've heard about it and you're vaguely interested, or from what I've said, you're vaguely interested in checking it out, it's available on PC. Um, it's ve- highly, highly recommended. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we'll definitely revisit that. Maybe we'll do a spoiler cast on that when, once I, um, once you've uh, managed to play th- uh, through it as well. I, I will, I will aspire to finish it before the, before the end of the year. Okay, cool. Awesome. Um, I was going to, like, I'll, I was the same. I'm like, yeah, I want to do it before the end of the year because I'll put it in my games of the year. Came out last year. Came out December. Yeah, it came out last year. December last year. Um, hey man, we're still going to do like a best of 2017. True. Screw it. Why not? I have mean, played a lot of games that technically came out last year that were released this year, but I but I want to be like, heck yeah, this game rocked. So I reckon we definitely will touch on a lot of the the best of the rest from last year. Yeah. Do I like favorite old game or something? Like I say, from not from this year. Um, speaking of other games not from this year that I played this week, uh, I also not even, not even this generation. Not even this generation. No. I mean, it did get a remaster. Uh, we don't talk about pretty that. recently, and it potentially will be coming to PlayStation Plus next month. Can't wait to ignore it, <laughs> Kyron. I okay, so I'll get to that. But I I decided to to download and play uh, Bulletstorm from People Can Fly, uh, Epic Games, and it was an EA game. Didn't realize that. Um, but now it all makes sense, doesn't it? It really does. Um, but yeah, so I had to do a bit of a workaround. I had to download like a Games for Windows Live like. Not installer, but like a, a patch to say, yeah, it's installed. And I could only play single player. I couldn't play in the multiplayer, which was fine. That's all I wanted to do. Because uh, I had fond memories of playing this game on PlayStation 3. Um, and those memories uh, still hold up, in, uh, I'm happy to say. Uh, basically, Bulletstorm is a very crass, very lowest common denominator when it comes to writing and story. It's pretty bare bones when it comes to that sort of stuff. And they try and do some stuff with it. And it kind of does it but not really but the the main point that i want to bring up about bulletstorm is i think bulletstorm is a very underrated game for its gameplay um i think at the time there was no other games that were really doing this kind of thing that i'd seen because uh, the, the whole uh you know i guess the whole thing about the the, the game that the, the, it's it's gimmick so to speak. That was the word I was looking for. I couldn't find it. My brain just dropped out for a second. Um, just shut down. It That's fine. It happens. Uh, the, the whole gimmick of the game is the fact that I remember one of the taglines was kill with skill. And the whole idea is that you can, the more creative you are with your skills, the more points you get, you, the more skill points you get, which you can use to buy upgrades for the weapons and also ammunition. So it's kind of like your XP in a way, you're like using it to, or your currency, you're using it to purchase things. Um, and yeah, so you can just go through the game. You can run and gun through that game, or and I guess have a good time. But it really like it'll elude you and like force you a little bit into doing something you might not have normally done with a certain weapon. And you'll go, oh, that was really cool. I want to try that again. So you'll try it again to try and get um, the different types of um, uh, kills, basically that you can get. So for instance, there's a weapon in the game that's called the flail gun. Um, and basically what it is, it's like a, a big chain with two bombs on the end of it when you fire it. And if you fire it, it'll wrap around an enemy or it'll wrap around like terrain as well. 
and then you press like so you, you press left mouse button to, to fire it you press left mouse button again to detonate it so what you can do is you can wrap it around an enemy that's rushing you uh, there's also a kick button as well so and then you can kick them into another group of enemies and detonate it in there and then get like a like chain reaction explosion which i think was called gangbang um again look of course yeah you get what you, you get what you pay for when it comes to the writing in this game and it knows what it is and I, that's why i i'm not too like oh all about it um it's pretty you know it is a product of its time but uh but yeah i think this whole gameplay element of of making it this like arcade shooter in a way where you're i remember there were like leaderboards as well where like you could see how well people were doing and what type of skill chains that they were racking up and all that kind of thing um and i think it's such a a cool concept that i don't see many people doing that much anymore um i know desync that i when i first got my pc i re-downloaded that and played it desync is a very similar setup um where you know you get different like signature kills essentially for doing certain things um with certain weapons or certain environmental things so and yeah look i i won't go on too much about it just because i it's it's just a fun game if you just want a game where you can just turn it on mindlessly blast through it it literally took me about eight hours to finish the story and like the campaign and it's so sad at the end that there's there's like after credits tease and stuff and i'm like oh oh honey that's not happening i mean it's not off the table it isn't and i would love to say i'd love to see a sequel to it i just i don't know i think the only thing on People Can Fly's slate at the moment is a AAA shooter that's coming from them and Square Enix. Yes. Um, I mean, hey, look, if they were going to do... If, if Square were just like, yeah, fuck it, why not? They did it with Just Cause. Well, they're like, fuck it. Like, it's a crazy game. You don't really care about the story. It's about the mechanics of the game. So, Except Bulletstorm was remastered by Gearbox. Uh, of course, yeah. So I'm not sure what the what the go there is like maybe maybe gearbox doesn't have any stake in the ip and like square could do it with them but it it would feel weird if gearbox did a remaster and square was like heck yeah let's do another one yeah true i don't know i mean hey look even if like borderlands was to incorporate a like kill skill system in it as well i'd be like all right i can get behind that but it's sort of hard i guess because you you there's only like eight or seven eight weapons in the game and they're all like all the different types of um signature kills you can do are like tied to those weapons or certain things in the environment as well so there's like explosive barrels you can kick into like groups of enemies and um there's a oh you've also got like a a leash as well so it's it's like a whip you can basically like leash people towards you and then kick them away and then shotgun them while they're in the air and i think you get one called gotcha for that where you like leash them towards you and kick them uh, which is kind of fun and then if you use the shotgun on them i think it's called pump action um some of the names are pretty funny as well, but uh, yeah, I, I, there's also a thing that the leash has got, it's called a thumper. You can hold down the leash button, and basically what that does is it'll uh, uh, flick uh, up into the air and slam the ground, and it'll, any in a radius where of where it slams, it'll launch all the enemies up into the air. And if you're using a shotgun there as well, I think any weapon, but like a shotgun in particular is pretty effective if you're close. Um, if you shoot them out of the air, it's called um, clay targets, or like clay pigeons. Because it's you know you flick them up in the air and you like pull okay. and shoot them. Um, uh, just just before we move on, I do want to say that I don't begrudge this game for its gameplay in particular. I do think it was doing a very interesting thing, but it yeah. is that it's that part of a game where it it's its humor just wasn't what I was after. For sure, 
Whereas, though, desync sounds way more up my alley for a game that does the similar, the same sort of stuff. Yeah, it, there's no real story in desync. It's just like that's that's fine, yeah. honestly. Um, I just yeah, there were some parts that I enjoyed, especially like at the time that I played it. I um, you know, it was a little bit le- less mature than I am now, I guess, but it was fine. Like I uh, I enjoyed my time with it. Um, it wasn't the remastered version, was it? It wasn't the full clip edition, no. It was... Oh, no, so you didn't get Duke Nukem. No, Dang, I know. What, a shame. what a shame. That would have been like the oh. thing where I'm like, I just could not care less. Joel, be ready, because if it is a plus game next month, we're getting Duke Nukem. I know, and you know what? I'll fucking check it out, and I'll oh. hate myself for it. But I, I honestly think, like, the writing's not the horribly worst. I've experienced much worse, but... Interesting way to describe it. Yeah, it's definitely Hor- horribly worse. It's not. It's not that. The, that, the, that may have been worse than the, than the writing. God damn it! Um, <laughs> it's not the. Abs- you opened yourself up to it. It's not the absolute worst that I've seen in a game. Um, and I, it did get a couple of chuckles out of me, but like, it's very vulgar. It's very crass. But it kind of knows that it is, so it's like, oh yeah. It, it, if you were, like, it wasn't trying to hide it, so like, it, you weren't going to get surprised going into it. Like, you know. If you if you watch a trailer for Bulletstorm, yeah. like you will know if that humor is for you or not. There is a part though, which which I respect. There is a really fun part though, where you get to control a giant, like mechanized um, Godzilla esque monster through like a city, like a tiny city. Uh, I do remember that and part actually. Blasting up enemies as you're going by, and man, that was pretty good. It's fun, and the writing there is pretty funny because like the character you're playing as um, uh, Grayson is like talking to it. It's like it's his pet, and he's doing like movie trailer guy voices, like you know, it came from outer space and now it's mine, and like it's super dumb, but I really enjoy that part. Especially is really fun, um, like getting up to that part. I'm like, oh, I remember this. Oh my god, this is so good. Um, but yeah, it's if you're okay with a, a, a fair bit of like uh, coarse language and. Really, really grotty joke sometimes. It's like, definitely check out Bulletstorm and check out, yeah, the full clip edition if it's coming to Plus next month, hopefully. Maybe. If, if that league is to be believed, but I, I honestly believe it. Yeah. I Which means I before you play this game, that game, play Yakuza Kawami. Yeah, all right, fair enough. But like, if you're looking for just like a fun play over a weekend and knock it out, um, I remember it had like co-op missions as well where you could do like, co- there were like specific like um, signature kills you could do only in that mode with like a co-op friend. It wasn't the story, but like there were like missions you could do with a friend. Uh, and there were like team up ones where like a teammate could like leash someone into the air and the other person could shoot it out of the sky and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that opens up to a whole other world of like things that you could do. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I took a little trip down memory lane with Bulletstorm this week and I, I do not regret it. I had a good time. I mean, why not? Like, you've got the PC for it now, and that's 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 the fun of it. Exactly. Bought a bought a brand new PC to, to play games from seven years ago. So you get to well, no, you, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. when I got this laptop like last year, the first thing I did was like, well, I own like four hundred games on Steam. Yep. Let's go. Yep. No, and that was it. Like, I was I just had this hankering. I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna give it a go. Um, yeah, I've also downloaded another game that I've started playing as well. Very similar vibe that I never actually finished, but I'll, I'll probably bring that up maybe in a couple of weeks' time when we've got a bit of a quiet moment, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might, tie into, it might tie into the game we're talking about a lot in the next few weeks, so 
Oh, okay, interesting. Well, not oh, okay. You know I know what, what I mean. you mean now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like like a vastly inferior version. Uh, absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm not going to try and defend that. <laughs> uh, but yeah. That's uh, that's about all I've played this week. Okay, we've now checked in with the quest log, so I think it's time we move on to everyone's favourite podcast, news segment game, Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. Dope of Nope uh, is, of course, our news segment of the show, where we uh, each bring some new stories to the table. Uh, and we, uh, the, the person who brings the story brings up a headline, basically, and the other person decides whether it's dope or nope. Uh, if we both dope the story, then we decide to keep t- talking about it in great detail and uh, sort of explore all the story has to offer. Uh, if we both nope the story, we forget all about the story and move on like it never, ever happened. Uh, if one of us dopes or uh, nopes, uh, if one of us nopes the story and one of us dopes the story, uh, the, the person who doped the story gets about you know, a very small amount of time to uh, state their case and uh, bring up their, their ideas and their thoughts about the story in a very short amount of time. So, I've got a few stories this week, Kyron. It's been a bit of a yep. slow news week, but I've got a few little tidbits. Uh, there's one particularly big one, but um, yeah, we, yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, what about you? What, what do you got this week? I got some small ones, but yeah, uh, like you said, it hasn't exactly been a super active week for, right. for news. Okay, well, how about we start off with something a bit funny? Would you like me to start off? <laughs> All right, a little bit of a bit of a lull, bit of a bit of a cheeky uh, good time for this one. Um, so the headline that I've got for you is "Insomniac has the last laugh on P- Spider-Man PS4 Puddlegate." <clears throat> I mean. I'll dope it, but I know what this is. Yeah, it's not much to the story, but it, so it'll be a nice quick one, and it's pretty funny, I think. Um, so, if uh, you were familiar earlier on, this is from Eurogamer. Uh, earlier on the year before, just before Spider-Man came out, um, very vocal minority were a little bit upset by the uh, proposed visual downgrades that uh, they thought were seen in the um, Spider-Man videos, uh, from, like, puddles to... A number of other things, but the puddles were the things that they were mainly focusing on. Um, it was a whole thing. It was dumb. We've moved on for it. But Insomniac decided to poke a little bit of fun at this whole situation. So earlier this week, uh, there was a uh, a new patch that got released for Spider-Man. Um, it's got New Game Plus mode um, and some new items in their photo mode, uh, like stickers and frames, and a shortcut to the photo mode on the D-pad, which is a pretty neat addition. But one of the stickers that they added was of a cartoon puddle. Um, so uh, it says here on Eurogamer, uh, it means you can now return to the scene of the crime that sparked Puddlegate in the first place and pack it out with puddles of various sizes. There, Puddlegate fixed. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought it was a bit funny. Getting a bit cute there, Insomniac. I know, I know. They, they need to drop this and move away now. Yeah. And just move on and focus on the fact that they've got a very, very, very good game on their hands, and they've done very well for themselves. I saw the immediate like response to that to that post on Twitter was like the comparison again. So like, yeah, look, those people are never going to be happy. But for, oh no, of course not. For people like I, like I thought it was, I saw that, and I'm like, I got a bit of a chuckle out of it. I'm like, yeah, fine, as long as they don't go the Sony route and uh, continue 
talking themselves up or anything like that. But you know, there's a. I just thought it was a nice little, a cheeky little fun thing to start off with this week. Nice and simple. Um, Kyron, what do you got for me? So, uh, I don't know. I don't know a better way to put this, but uh, it it is almost just a headline. But I also think it's pretty funny. You may have brought this. You definitely brought it to my attention. Okay. Hitman 2 has picked its first elusive target. I didn't bring this, but I mean, how could you you forget it? Fucking great. I'm glad you did because this is really great. Yeah, that's a dope for me. All right. So obviously, it's a dope for me. So, I mean, the the background, I guess, here is Hitman 1, the episodic one when it came out, had sort of. It had these elusive targets, which were basically. You'd basically get one shot of these guys. It would be like an yep. event, I guess, is the best comparison, right? Yeah, like a limited time event. And you, yeah, you literally have like one, one round of it. Like it was almost like a daily or like a weekly mission, but they were pretty sporadically all over the place. Yeah. And honestly, very cool idea. This particular choice is genius, though. So they've actually picked, or they've got Sean Bean. Let's, that's. Sean Bean will yep. be the first elusive target in Hitman 2. Now, he's not... Is he playing Sean Bean? No, no, no. So he's, he, playing, he's a playing a, a character called the Undying, I'm pretty sure. That's right, yeah. Which, again, but it's just hilarious because it's Sean Bean. Now, here's the thing. Like, he looks like... Because he keeps... Because the tra- there's a trailer out for it, and it's like a minute and a half long. It's a really cool trailer. I really like it, yeah. It's like the the most menacing I've seen Sean Bean in a long time. Probably since, like, Alec Trevelyan in uh, Goldeneye. Man, I want to watch Goldeneye again yeah, so me badly. Too. Me too. Um, fuck it. Best what, Bond fight me. <laughs> like, PAX weekend. Like, at some point. Goldeneye. Let's try and watch Goldeneye. I'll queue it up. Let's do it. I'll hire it from YouTube. Um, I'll rent it. I'm pretty sure I own it on Blu-ray. All right. Even better. Let's do it. I'm keen for some gold, though. Um, <laughs> it's the best Bond movie. Find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm up there with you, man. I I fucking love Goldeneye. It's so good. Um, but yeah, like he mentioned something like, because he mentions at the end of it, he's like, "I'll see you in, uh, Miami," which is like one of the stages that's going to be in Hitman Two. Um, <clears throat> but if he's got a character called the Undying, do you think? And the trailer's labeled Part One, I think as well. Well. I mean, in the trailer itself, he hints at the fact that he, he says stuff like, I even managed to make them think I'd been blown up. Yep. He, even at the end of that thing, he whips out the uh, the gun and kills the, the person he's talking to. Yeah, the so therapist, it, yeah. Yeah, his character seems pretty on the ball. So maybe that maybe instead of having different elusive targets, or they might have other elusive targets as well, but maybe the elusive targets have their own like quest chain almost, like, or like their own storyline. Maybe. Which... I just think it's maybe even just as likely that you can think that you're going to have this guy done, but he'll he'll sneak out. He'll, he'll slip away. away. Yeah. Nah, it's Very cool. unsure being like, but... Uh... I know. Which I think, if that's the route they're going with this whole thing, what a fucking... Who else would you choose? The man that gets killed off in so many things. I know. Well, because when you... Back... I saw someone post this, was basically that because of how the elusive targets work, Sean Bean's going to survive a fair bit. <laughs> Yeah, true, actually. Yeah. Get, like, one shot, and, like, this might be Sean Bean's, like, best survival ratio. I mean, uh, there is a way you can, like, cheat it. Like, I think oh, you can, yeah, like, of course quit the game before it manages to save. That doesn't, but... that doesn't count, though. 
That's they might they might have fixed it in this one too. No cheesing. Don't be yeah. a cheese. They might have fixed it in this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's that's so cool. Uh, definitely oh, go yeah, and watch I the love... trailer for it because it's such a it's such a cool trailer. I really enjoy and I just it. you also just get to, you get to hear Sean Bean's voice and that mm-hmm. in in itself is a gift. Sean Bean, yeah, being and and like I said, Sean Bean being menacing, like it's just this like like gnarly growly kind of voice and he's just like watching him like mix up poisons and stuff like that and like yeah tightening the garrote wire like all that kind of shit i'm like like yeah. i said great great throwback to to alec trevelyan yes old like yeah definitely definitely no that's really cool it's and this announcement like i didn't i didn't play hitman one i always i was one of those things that i wanted to play yeah but i never got around to it and I've been on the fence about Hitman 2, especially because I know it's like all coming out at once, not not episodic this time, which even though yeah. that worked pretty well for the first game. Yeah. So I'm sort of on the fence, but this announcement has definitely pushed me back into the, maybe I will buy Hitman 2 zone. I think I am. Um, I think I'm ready to try Hitman again. Like, I mean, I did obviously try it for that video I did with, uh, with point and click a while every ago. time you bring it up you have to like drop a link like that's I should how this actually, works i really should put a link in there actually um but uh yeah uh no i i'm always like i because i actually really enjoyed it when i was playing it um and had i had you know time to sit down on my own and play through it and that sort of thing i i i'm thinking about getting into it and i'm playing i've got a friend who who got the first hitman through the humble monthly bundle like the subscription oh, yeah. bundle and he's like i've already got it like he says i played it because i'm really he's a big fan of hitman he's like so i'll just give you my code if you want so i'm like yep sure why not i'll you know chuck it on my pc and give it a go see how i go with it um but yeah the, the marketing and stuff for it has been really really good they they it's it's really good. Like it walks that fine line of like being completely serious and tongue in cheek every time they release something for it, um, which I think is what Hitman's been pretty famous for in the past. So, yeah, I mean, hit, the Hitman like episodic one was definitely a return to form. Yeah, for Agent Forty Seven, I remember just I didn't get into Absolution at all. So. Right. Assuming this follows that trend, then yeah, I'm actually pretty excited to check out Hitman 2 when it comes out, especially if I get to, you know, go toe-to-toe with trying to take out Sean Bean. Well, because I remember the first one had Gary Busey as a as an elusive target. Oh my god. I remember, and I'm pretty sure he was playing, he was Gary Busey. Really? They, they managed to get himself. the Dr. Elliot Reed? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Obscure uh, scrubs joke there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a real deep cut. Um, Get on my level. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure that yeah, Gary Busey was, uh, and it was just Gary Busey too, and he was just like a crazy psychopath, which you know. He was just yeah, Gary you know, I, I believe it. He was just Gary Busey. Um, yeah, so they've done wild stuff before with this whole um, elusive target thing, um, and by making them limited events as well, it's such a cool idea. I hope Sean Bean gets to live. <laughs> That's all I want. Hey, if I'm playing, he probably will. Let's. That's. Let's I mean, it. I believe it honestly. I've yeah. seen the video. Yep. No, definitely go, go and check that out. It's uh, definitely not embarrassing for me at all. Not not even a little bit. Oh boy. Anyway, but yeah, that's sort of that's my first story. I I like it. That was a good one, actually. No, I yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you bought that one. 
But yeah, so that that just about covers that story. Sean Bean could be the ticket to get me to pick up Hitman too. Yeah. But uh <laughs> fair enough. Uh what, what what have you got to bring to the table next, Joel? Uh okay, so we've had a couple of nice ones, well like, you know, cheeky fun ones to start off with in this week's Dope or Nope. Uh, I think it's time we got a little bit more serious uh, with, I guess, the topic of conversation that a lot of people are talking about in the industry this week. Uh, the headline I've got here, I've got a couple of articles, but the main headline is Rockstar staff speak out about crunch from frustration at portrayal of studio as hellish place to work to long hours and little rewards. I mean, it's honestly not a dope story. Oh, absolutely not. But... It's kind of, it's a thing that needs to be talked about. So I'll give it like the the most restrained dope I can. (laughs) Yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. So over the last week, uh, during an interview with uh, Dan Hauser, one of the founders of Rockstar, uh, he basically was talking about uh, how in the weeks leading up to sort of finalizing everything with Red Dead Redemption 2, that uh, the studio had worked a a few 100-hour weeks. Um, Insane. Crazy, yes. Uh, He did eventually clarify uh, what he was trying to say, which was fair enough, which was uh, that it was... uh, he said the quote was no no one senior or junior is ever forced to work hard and he was saying it was only he was only talking specifically about himself and a handful of writers. Um, And he was talking about it like a lot of people sort of interpreted it as him sort of bragging in a way about like, you know, them pulling these hundred hour weeks, these hellish 100 hour weeks. But um, I kind of see what he was trying to say. Um, Like he's trying to say that, you know, we've put a lot of detail. And so the the quote here from the interview is, um, we were working 100-hour weeks several times in 2018, Dan says. The finished game includes 300,000 animations, 500,000 lines of dialogue, and many more lines of code, even for the, each Red Dead Redemption trailer, a two-trailer and TV commercial. We probably made about 70 versions, but the editors may make several hundred. Sam and I will both make... Uh, both. Uh, Sam and I will both make lots of suggestions, as will other members of the team. Um, so it's an excerpt from uh, an, an interview uh, with Vulture. So I get that he's trying to like emphasize, like, look how expansive and how involved and and detailed our game is. But I can also see how people can sort of like take that the wrong way, I guess. It is, it is tricky as well because like with his clarifications, he does, he is sort of pushing it more from like a a work of passion sort of angle. Absolutely. Yeah. These, these people were pulling these hours because they were passionate about this project. Yeah. For sure. like, I can believe that, but good God, like still like read, read the room, I guess. Yeah. Like we just had, we just had the telltale, you know, yeah. debacle. Absolutely. And plenty of talk of crunch from that. And just the result of that was, you know, the studio has gone. They're basically, yep. like there's a handful there sticking around to do some other stuff, but the telltale that everyone knew and loved is, doesn't exist anymore. And granted, Rockstar is not, at risk of ha- that happening to them, but it just it just seemed like there were probably better ways to word it. I guess I don't know, but at the same time, it isn't even it isn't really Dan House's fault that, that that was pulled to sort of be the headline across the internet. Really, yeah, 
but it was definitely the part of that interview that people were like, well, that's that's the part we're going to focus on. Absolutely, yeah. Look, and it is, it's I guess in a way good that this has gone about it the way that it has because, you know, people are talking about Crunch once again and, and people who make video games pulling these horrible, horrible working conditions. But, um, yeah, it's not, I, like, I, I do kind of feel for him in a little bit, a, a, a bit of a way. Um, but yeah, I think he said that he was a, uh, four people were the people who were talking about, uh, it was, uh, the senior writing team. So Mike Unsworth, Rupert Humphreys, uh, Laszlo and himself. Um, and, but yeah, basically in, in the wake of all this though, uh, I guess like Rockstar's HR department were like, Hey, if you guys want to take to social media and talk about your experiences and what you feel about working uh, at Rockstar is like, which is just, it's bonkers. Like it is unheard of, like, because Rockstar up until now, they're sort of like the enigma of video game development. They they pop up every like four or five years and just put out this ridiculous, ridiculously detailed and like meticulously crafted open world adve- action adventure mm-hmm. game and it sells bonkers oh yeah makes them it prints money for a good four or five years to sustain yeah. that long development cycle and we just never really like you never get to peek behind the curtain or hear about sort of what happens behind the curtain there and it is interesting that this is sort of forced rockstar's hand to sort of let their employees speak with more freedom i suppose it may have been because in response to that that i think even to in response to the clarification where you sort of not backtracked but was just like well actually what i was getting at was like it was this small team it was specific people etc etc i did see lots of comments from ex rockstar employees sort of bringing up how bad it had been there in the past and it does sound like it's gotten better there yeah don't get me wrong absolutely from what i can tell i imagine if rockstar was seriously concerned about too much negative stuff coming out of this they wouldn't have done it unless it's just the old uh hoping to keep them scared into silence sort of thing but it is interesting that we've this is we've never been known this much about rockstar before yeah it's really it it is interesting i mean even just with general companies uh like game companies in general but like rockstar like you said especially are these sort of enigmatic presence in the gaming industry and uh yeah i can get the internet excited just by posting a sunset yep yeah or changing that's changing all the, it took. changing the color of their twitter icon like it yeah, was, to be red like that's all it took yeah and the internet just exploded yeah absolutely because like people know that they've built these franchises and these these worlds that people are so fond of that that's all they have to do like it's um and having said that crunch is not okay no Absolutely not. Uh, I'm not defending that whatsoever. Neither of us are. But. No. Uh, it's just, it's good that it's being talked about again. You have to think it's going to change or it's like something will happen soon, fingers crossed, to sort of move towards getting rid of it. Because, my God, Joel, sometimes, I mean, my job is nowhere near as strenuous. I never, I'm never pulling like 100 hour weeks or anything no. like that. But if I end up doing like unpaid overtime at my job, it's the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like 
since all this has gone down, like there has been a lot, like you said, a lot of people taking to Twitter and also chipping in anonymously to various sources like Kotaku and VG247 and Eurogamer. I know J- Jason Schreier, of course, like the video game journalist is is putting together something. He's been working on something for a while, apparently, along these lines. Yeah, so he so... he put out a tweet saying, truth is I've been working on an article about work conditions at Rockstar for some time now. For quite some time now, yesterday's story has ramped things up. If you are uh, if you work or have worked there and want to talk about your experiences, even anonymous, anonymously, my DMs are open and I'm at jason at kotaku.com. Um, the- Mad props to Jason Schreier. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's the man in the biz, really. It's, I mean, he's he's a journalist. Like, if you like, yeah, no, it's, like him or hate him, it's he's weird. doing his job. It's weird to be like, to celebrate that because... It is sort of something that's sort of going away, I guess. Yeah, I guess. It's, yeah, and he's doing it like, like I said, regardless of whether you love him or hate him or like agree with what he said sometimes or disagree with what he said sometimes, like I think everyone's been on either side of the fence at various stages of uh, reading anything that he has to say. But, um, I mean, he's not afraid to say what he feels like he needs to say. So, yeah, definitely. Mm, um. But there's a couple of like uh, responses. So, um, this was at VG247 on their article. Um, someone uh, posted anonymous, anonymously saying, "Hey, I didn't want to tweet about this because I don't really want the attention it'd bring." But I'm another Rockstar employee who has done only minor crunch this year to get Red Dead Redemption Two out the door. It's been pretty frustrating seeing it portrayed as this, this week as a hellish place to work. It's really not. We're rewarded very well, and crunch is never mandatory. Anyway, just felt I should anonymously add my experience after seeing your tweet. Um, yeah. But then there are other ones as well that are like, hey, just going to anonymously add my piece as a Rockstar employee. Not every studio gets paid over time. We certainly don't. Other departments may not feel forced to, but I doubt you'll see many tweets from design or QA. The average from all the departments makes uh, OT not look too bad, but I've done 50 plus hour weeks as a standard since I started. Even if there is no work, we are told to come in every weekend. Anyway, I believe the people are being honest when they when they tweet, but they can only speak for themselves. Just needed that off my chest. Yeah, and and again, it is it is worth mentioning. This isn't like a rock star specific problem. Absolutely, it's not. just they they happen to be in a spotlight because of the headline. It's it's tough because I can only imagine like just. Like some like getting into that into that industry, like because people love video games, right? And who, if you're passionate about them, who doesn't want to develop them? Who doesn't want to get on a dev team, especially yeah, one like Rockstar, to make games? And then suddenly it's like, look, you could be highly highly replaceable. Yeah, absolutely. Someone's waiting in the wings to jump in and take that job if you're not willing to, I guess, go the extra mile. And it's a problem. Absolutely, it's um, it's yeah, it's definitely a problem, and I, I it's. Again, like listening to the Easy Allies talk about, it, I haven't finished listening to their podcast. That's quite a lot about it, but um, they sort of kept saying like, "How do you, how do you fix that? How do you?" Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, what's the solution? Like everyone can get up in arms, and everyone can be like, "That's bullshit." Companies need to change, rah rah rah. But how? Like, what's the solution there? There's a there's a pretty good first step, Joel. Yeah. And it's been it's been around for a while, like it's been tossed around for a while. It was spe- specifically like vocally being thrown around back when the uh, the voice actor strike was happening. Of course, 
it's unionizing. Like, yeah, something to sort of ensure basic rights for for those employees. Like, yeah. it's still crazy to me that this in- this industry exists and makes this much money, mm-hmm. and it's sort of just this wild west still in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, unintended, by the way. Oh god. Um, <laughs> but yeah, again on that EZLS podcast, I was talking about how, uh, like. This isn't just a problem within like crunch in video Heck games no. and stuff like that. This is, it's almost like a problem that we have with, I guess, our, how we're brought up about how work works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, yes, absolutely. You've got to work hard at your job. You've got to work hard, work hard, work hard. But it's like, how hard is too hard? <laughs> I guess when it comes down to and, it. And like, defining those boundaries is is so tough and i know sometimes it's gotten to like it's gotten to me i again nowhere near the amount of like 50 hour weeks or anything like that but like no way but you have those weeks where you you bust your ass and all this sort of stuff and you're like well i've got to do this it's my job it's what i'm paid to do and you're like but like how is that impacting on me mentally and emotionally and physically like that's look I had I had one of those weeks, Joel, and yeah. it was it destroyed me. It yeah. sucked. Yeah, and again, not to the level of like hundred hour work weeks, but a cup like an hour of time here, there, just across the span of a week was enough to just be like, this is terrible. I don't know how it how they do it in this industry. Yeah, and- with these with these ridiculous crunch periods to push out this game. Yeah, and like the question you got to ask is, like, could Rockstar have just delayed a bit more? Like, if it's... I don't know. It's tough. I mean, they did it with GTA Five. Like, it got delayed quite a few times. We didn't see a delay for it. We, we got a delay that wasn't really a delay. It was a release date announcement. So... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard. Uh, and there's no... Again, apart from, like, you know, unionizing and all that sort of stuff, there's no real, I guess, that I can see personally, but I'm not... Obviously, it's not my... Oh, yeah. No way. Area of expertise to to figure that out, but um, but I I like just racking my brain. There's nothing that I can really no. It's just one of it come to light with, that, uh, as a I, solution. It's just it's just disbelief for me. Like it's crazy that, that, that there's no way to sort of yeah. avoid. Maybe not. I mean, because I feel like I feel like in some way, shape, or form, there's gonna be crunch. Like especially leading up to a game's release. But it's got to get better than this. It just has to. Yeah. It's it's like when you're preparing for anything, though, that has, like, a, a release or something like that. Like, take, for instance, we've both worked and, and been involved in theatre productions. This is actually, this is a point that the Easy Eyes brought up. Exactly. And when they did bring that up, I was like, yep. oh, yeah, that's 100% right. I, like, I felt it. Like, yeah, that last week of a, of a yep. show, like, lead up is, is a nightmare. <laughs> Production week, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Like you eat unhealthily. You're at the theater every day. Like yep. for you know, for us it was only like local theater, but like we were there from six o'clock at night or five o'clock at in the afternoon till midnight, just going straight through, running the show, yep. and like then at the end of all that, you've got to perform for people, like <laughs> yeah. and yeah. try not to in all that process. You've got to try not to completely ruin yourself so you can perform for those people that have paid money for you but absolutely um yeah it's so that that's probably the closest thing we've experienced and and i mean i have fond memories of of production weeks i really 
enjoyed those because it was all about being excited and all that sort of stuff. But it was we were doing something that we I, again. I'm not trying to say that, that these people don't enjoy what they do, but like you know, what I mean? we it wasn't a job. It was something we were doing as a hobby. So yeah, exactly. Like it, it, and it, it was, was exactly that. It was like socializing and all that sort of stuff as well. Like you know, hanging out, being with your friends, and everyone together as like a family. And I'm sure there are elements of that within the games industry, but like, oh yeah, I don't know. When you're just doing like, you know, you're looking at that same tree you've been like designing for four hours straight and you're just like, what is my life? Like, imagine I can't being imagine the person what going. That, that edits those trailers as well. Imagine the, the, yeah. the notes you get. Like, yep. It's yeah, it's bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. And like something needs to change, but I just, I, I really wish I knew what, because I'd yeah. probably make, I'd, I'd probably make a lot of money off it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I want to look at it from a pure, purely like, you know, um, objective point or not objective, but like base level point of view. But yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is when it comes down to like the unionizing solution, there are studios who have offered sort of not opposing stand, like viewpoints, but sort of points that go against it for them. And it, it, it is it's like maybe it is that thing where it's like one it's not gonna have one solution like no no easy yeah. fix but i think again a lot of people that are talking about this are saying the same thing it's just sort of that talking about it more and more is basically the, the best thing we can do for now because obviously we have no real power to change it i mean there's yep. always the age-old thing of like honestly vote with your warts if you know a company is if you really don't agree with a company crunching hard on something, then just don't yep. buy it. Like it's that simple, but really. But then it's like it comes back on those people's jobs, and it's so it's it's tough. And it also comes back to like again from a purely baseline point of view as a consumer, like it's it's Red Dead Redemption too. Like I know, and that's that's the thing though. You've got to sort of you've got to draw a line with your with your beliefs and what you want to consume. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I mean, I know I mean, I've i got it pre-ordered. Like, it's it's a done deal for me. Like, I, I was always going to buy this game, but uh, I don't know. I There's that little part of you that feels a little bit guilty. It's like before we got rid of plastic bags, it's like when you, you get plastic bags at the supermarket or or you pay for another, even now you pay for another one because you forget the ones that you've already bought. You're like, I'm oh, just yeah. another one. I have so many plastic bags. It's basically like nothing's changed. It's just I pay yep. 15 cents a bag now. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and hey, as someone who works at Big W, uh, I, we sell a lot of plastic bags. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt that at all. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's a real sticky situation, and uh, I don't... I guess I don't really see an end in sight for it at the moment. There are just, I guess, having this conversation and talking about it and keeping it in, like, fresh in people's minds, I think is probably the best thing that we can do. I mean, it's, um, it's definitely a conversation that's getting louder, over the last yeah. few years, so... Oh, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, what developments occur, but I don't know, man, I just... It's rough, and it like when I saw the headline, regardless of the context for it, it just bummed me out. Oh, yeah, especially a week out from launch. Like, yeah. it was about... It was it was pretty much exactly a week out when this all went down, and um, and it wasn't even like someone exposed someone or anything like that. It was just people took a statement the wrong way. And I'm not saying that they're wrong for doing that because, you know, they're more than 
uh, more than valid to think that way, uh, obviously, but um, it wasn't intended in that original, uh, in that context that it's been presented in now. But yeah, it's a real bummer. Um, definitely bummed me out. So uh, before we get too down in the dumps, Karen, what's your, what's your next story from? What do you got next for me? Uh, actually, not not super happy news. Not as not as oh, not as heavy okay. as that. It's, okay, it's what I'm just gonna call the delay corner. The delay corner. All right. Uh look, I don't know which what, what delays you're talking about. So I don't know if they're a hundred percent dope. I don't think they're ever really dope because again, <laughs> it's back to people, you know having to work hard on these games and having them delayed or people being excited for games and having them delayed. So I, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to talk about, it. Oh, I'm interested, but I, I don't know if it's dope. So to say <laughs> there's two, there's two of them. You okay. Know, you, cool. know, you know, one of them and you may know the other one. I'm not sure. If well, that's know. yeah. All right. Then yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay. So first up is of course the PS4 exclusive days gone. Yeah. Um, originally it was, it was pegged at that, that Feb 22nd release date. Honestly, the other games that Ven announced that were coming out that same day, I think delaying this game is the right choice. I think so too, yeah. I think this isn't like a, this game's not ready yet. It's a, this is a strategic move. Yeah, like it sort of reminds me of a days when when Call of Duty was a rage and games yep. would just quietly delay to be like, eh, I just yeah. want to get out of the way of that, just not be a part of that market for now. Or even like Nintendo games. Anytime a new, uh, like a, yeah. a, a first party Nintendo game, like a Mario game or a Zelda comes out, people will be like, "No, thank just, you." Yeah, just avoid that. Yeah. But, uh, so that's that's a big one. It's again, it seems like that's it's obviously to polish a bit, but I wouldn't be surprised if that also you know came into into mind. Trying to find a list of games that were coming out. I know there was, I think Metro Exodus is one of them. Oh yeah. And Anthem, I want to say, is the other. I think it's Anthem, which Metro Exodus has a little bit of a niche market, I guess, to it. It's not like a huge market, I don't th- feel, but um, Anthem is, at the very least, people are going to be playing that when it launches. Oh, yeah. I, I Borderline out of curiosity, if anything else. So, yeah, exactly. So... Mm. The interesting thing that I that I I want to bring up with this delay, so it is now coming out April twenty sixth. Okay. I I just am wondering how this is going going to affect. I mean, Sony hasn't really announced their release schedule for their current slate of games, but I wonder if it's coming out in April means anything. Like, I think they typically huh. have a big March release, so I don't think April would affect that too much. But it's curious. I don't know. I don't know if it'll, it could be nothing. It could just be like this. We just want to get this game into a into a month where it might perform better, or maybe another game has slipped, but we just we never knew it had a date, so it didn't yeah. matter too much. I don't know. Or are, are you implying maybe that in that February March time frame we're going to get another? No. <laughs> or no, I'm just saying we might get a whatever PSX was supposed to be. Then announcing new hardware, but also talking about current gen games as well. Nah, no. Nah. Okay, I Fair I, re- I reckon best chance for next gen teas for Sony is like a hint at E3, and then maybe more of a full reveal at 
a PSX next year, because I think PSX will be back next year. Like, literally, the reason it's probably not happening this year is because what are they going to say? Hey, these are the games we showed at E3. Again. See, <laughs> I I would have been inclined to agree with you, but the more I think about it, the more I hear people talk about it, I don't know. I just, I've just got this feeling that, like, February, March, we might, they might do a separate thing. I mean, that would be interesting. And like... then and then blow it out at E3 um, and then continue talking about it at, at PSX if they do another PSX. But um, I don't know. I think, I think you need to get at least a couple of these games that you were talking about at E3. Like, get them dated for PS4 at least. Well, that's, that's how you could do it. They could do an event where they do announce a release date for your Last of Us 2 and... I guess you're Death Stranding, um, and Shadows Die Twice as well. Uh, and Wait, at the Sh- end of that, Shadows Die Twice has already got a date, man. You're thinking I'm not Shadows Die Twice. I'm um, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, yeah. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Tsushima. Um, I have to really work at that one. Yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> yes. God, it's a mouthful. But uh, but yeah, date those, and at the end of that, have a tease, and then E3 is when you you talk about it a little bit more in depth. I almost want to like go on the record with you because I don't think that's happening. I don't think it's happening. Look, I, 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 I'm, I, I could, I could be very wrong, but I just, there's, I have this feeling that that's that's how things are going to go down. But I guess we'll see. Um, All right. So the other delay okay. is for a smaller game. Okay. A game that I was actually pretty excited for, but again, given the nature of the studio. I'm happy to wait a bit longer if it means it's good and maybe it'll be better for the dev team in the long run. And that is, of course, Wargroove. Oh, I did hear about this, yeah. Yes. So, um, Wargroove is, of course, the Advanced Wars-styled game coming from Chucklefish. Yep. So, yeah, it, it's basically... It didn't really have a set release date, I don't think. It was like a rough late 2018 window. It's yeah. now been pushed back until the first quarter of 2019. Okay. So that's probably not a bad idea. No. And again, it, like this is a small studio, so maybe they just needed the extra time. Uh, with the with the delay announcement, though, Boy Joel, they posted a list of some of the features the game has so far. Right. I'm just going to run through some of them with you. Okay. I am very ready for this game to come out. So first of all, it comes with a... <laughs> With a skirmish mode, which is 32 player PvP maps, 10 plus 3 player PvP maps, and 6 plus 4 player PvP maps. Right. Arcade arcade mode, each character has its own arcade in which you fight 5 opponents in succession. On randomly chosen PvP maps, each character talks to their opponent at the start. So sort of like the fighting game arcade modes. Okay. Talk before and after the encounters and all that. Uh, Campaign mode is... 33 plus missions of varying length where you play as many different commanders. Each mission starts and ends with a cutscene. Some cutscenes in the middle totals between one hour to one hour and 30 minutes of cutscene content. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, puzzle mode, which is puzzle mode, which is 25 plus extremely challenging puzzles where you have to defeat the enemy in a single turn. Oh, uh, of course it has its map creation campaign creator the content sharing uh gallery so you can unlock artwork from the game's development uh codex so so, you know all that information data stuff about characters and units and stuff Uh, okay jukebox for music tracks something they're just calling secret content 
Um, okay, they sure. Just, they just say, the game probably has more secrets than you'd imagine. Old school game style. And then just language support. But, uh, <laughs> boy, that sounds good. <laughs> it does sound good. I mean... I look. I like the idea of Advance Wars, and I just, I just wish I could get into it more. And it didn't fucking block my progress with just bullshit game mechanics. But uh, you know, that's uh, I, War Groove is something that I'd be definitely very, at very uh, basic level interested in checking out. Well, did did you ever like the old Advance Wars games? I did. I played. I played Dual Strike until oh. the dual, until the Dual Strike mechanic came into yeah, it. Yeah, Dual Strike mechanics were not good. I it didn't was like bullshit. It. Um, broken as fuck. So broken. But um, yeah. yeah I, I so. look. I like the idea of the the whole turn based strategy sort of thing. But we'll see. Maybe we'll see. Well, that, that's 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 all from the delay corner this week, Joel. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, this isn't like bad news, but it's sort of like, I guess, some sort of confirmation at least. Um, so the headline is: We may not get Diablo a game announcements at BlizzCon 2018, but BlizzCon, uh, but Blizzard will be sharing some Diablo news. <sighs> nope. Nope. Okay. As soon as I saw them say that, I was like, "Oh, cool." I just tuned out. I was like, ah, eh, whatever. Like, so it'll probably be their, like, Diablo Netflix show, you know? Eh. <laughs> uh, I guess. Maybe this, maybe a new Diablo 3 competitive season. I don't know. That's, yeah, okay. All right. I know. Oh, that's, that's just me. That's just me. You know what? I'm, if, if you're not into it, I'm not going to dwell on it, so it's a nope from me. Later, Diablo 3, your old news. Double nope. I'm not even going to take notes about that. Move in, the, on. in the bin. Into the bin, apparently. So, All eyes on uh, Overwatch come BlizzCon. Yeah, fuck yeah. Just give me that campaign mode. Um, uh, I, I feel something big coming. I, I do as well. I've, yeah, it's, it's time. It's it's time. Um, the very least, we'll get another character short, though. Oh, yeah, so. like, well, and another hero. Like, the last couple of BlizzCons yeah. have had heroes, so. Yeah. Give us a campaign mode, you cowards um all right your your next story have you got anything right. else uh i got one more it's okay. again this isn't a huge this is actually only this is a port announcement <laughs> okay all righty and again it's mostly a headline but us i just want to talk about this game because it's okay. a game i've been wanting to play and i probably will play it now and i can't wait hey joel did you know soon that you'll be able to play dream daddy on your ps4 Hell yeah, it's a dope for me. This is this is some dope news. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it is. So uh So basically the, the gist of it is Dream Daddy will be coming to PS4 as the enhanced Dad Director's Cut. The Dad Director's Cut. It'll I love also it. it'll also be a free update to anyone who owns the game on Steam. So the, it's dropping for PS4 on October 30th, which is not a great weekend, but maybe this will be the game I pick up to play in between epic red dead sessions i don't know yeah maybe 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 we'll do a playthrough while you're down here maybe yeah uh so it it has a lot of the content from the original game it has a new mini game which again mm-hmm. i haven't played the original so i'm not sure how different it is to a lot of the stuff that's already in there i played has... a little bit of it and there is there's one that's like a 
it's like a Pokemon battle, basically. I have seen so that one actually. Th- there are like a game parts. Yeah, that well, you there, can there's play. a there's a new one. Yes. It also includes new side quests and some content cut from the original game. Uh huh. And you can also play any mini game at your leisure from the main menu. Yes. That's really about mm. it. But yeah, I'm just excited. I mean, I wish it was coming to Switch, but uh, I'll pick it up on PS4. Look, I, I mean, I think I think it will eventually, but the PS4 is probably a good start. Yeah, definitely. To, of, as a, a foray into to consoles. Um, I'll go for and, Platinum. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I need to go finish that, actually. Maybe I'll reinstall that, actually. Play through that again. Or wait for the Dead Rector's cut on PS4. Well, I mean, I've already got it on PC, so I'll get the update for free. Yeah, it's true. If you want to play on your computer, not on your couch. Well, at the moment, I do, because I've got a shiny new computer, Kyra. <laughs> I want to play things on my shiny new computer. Um, I'm, I'm going to install it tonight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's really good. I, if you've not heard about... I mean, if you've listened to the show before, we I spoke about it when I played it briefly, I believe. Uh, when it came out earlier this year? Was it last yes. year? Well, it might have been last year. Um, following I'll, a bit of I'll a... Look it up. a Following a bit of a debacle um, with them getting it out on time and having to deal with, uh, you know, upset fans and all that kind of thing as well, um, it's it's been published by the Game Grumps as well. So if you're familiar with the Game Grumps... And developed. Uh, and developed as well, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so Vernon, uh, v- Vernon Shaw, I think yes. his name is. Vernon Shaw. Yeah. Um, awesome dude uh, works for Game Grumps and yeah he was an idea him and a friend of his had and they started making it and uh, Aaron decided to go yeah why not let's let's back this uh, and it sort of blew up like it's been very very popular since and um, been very well regarded as a game that sort of is it doesn't display like just a different types of relationships and uh, uh, like identity, I guess, as well, gender identity and things like that. Um, it doesn't like force it down your throat or anything like that. It's just it's there in the game, um, and it's cool. It's really neat. Like yeah, like, like uh, I said, I will be taking this opportunity to pick it up at last. I it's been a game I've wanted to play for a long time. But putting it on PS4 is like a, that's a guaranteed way to get me to pick it up. I'll yeah. Also, also the pun of uh, Dad Rector's cut is yes, pretty great I as love well. it. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Awesome. Well, that's good news. Uh. Very very exciting. Um. I, I believe I, I sent you the trailer as soon as I saw it pop up. I'm like, hey, Kyron, check this I shit out. I was so happy. I was yeah. so happy. And I was watching um, the Grumps put up their live stream of them playing Super Mario Party. Yep. featuring Vernon Shaw and he was sort of talking about it a bit and I was just like, yes, I'm ready for this. On the PlayStation Quattro, as he kept calling it, on the Quattro, <laughs> the Dream Daddy for the Quattro. Quattro. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Like, you get to create your own dad. Oh, it's such a cool game. It it's is. a really cool game, I'm, I'm, visual I'm, novel I'm, style. I'm excited to finally play it. Yeah, awesome. That's all about right. it though. That's about all I've gotten discussion-wise. It was, like That's- I said, not a super busy week. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, I've got one more, I guess. And again, it's nothing really crazy. Um, but uh, the headline is uh, Alan Wake and Max Payne's voice actors are going to appear in Remedy's next game, Control. Mm, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. 
I feel bad for for noping it, and it's not because I'm not excited, but it feels like a headline. Yep, can't do it. Nope, it's a nope. Yeah, it's a nope for me as well. But oh wow, okay, in the bin. <laughs> like it was one that I sort of like had there to pad out, and I'm like, yeah, it's neat. But then, yeah, as I was as I was saying it, I'm like, no, I think Kyron's is going to be like whatever about it, and you quite rightly so. Like, hey man, if if because I mean I I could have brought the relatively vague tweets that went back and forth between a couple of voice actors this week that uh josh cotter from uh, from point and click brought to my attention oh which is okay uh, but it's again it's so vague and it could be nothing but it's just a message from uh uh robert atkin downs the voice of kaz in metal gear oh tweeting at david hater Again, it's it's one of those things where it's like, eh, it's not. It could be nothing. They're probably just both in Death Stranding. But boy, did it get me excited! Fuck, I hope they're. Oh man, if they're in Death Stranding, that'd be rad. How cool would that be? But yeah, like oh. I said, cool, but not really worth talking. But inside, in my head, I'm just screaming internally. I'm pretty pretty excited for Control though. Oh yeah, definitely like can, Control definitely can check it out. is way up there on my list. Mm-hmm. I'm just I actually. I, I'm at the point where I'm just sort of not watching anything for that anymore. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I need to. I need to go and um, since I've still got Xbox Game Pass, I need to go play um Quantum Break actually. Oh yeah, look, enjoy downloading that. Yeah, well, that's the reason. The why game I and the TV show. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why I have it. But I'm interested to see how that plays out. I've heard a lot of people talk about it, but I'd like to experience how that works. So if I could somehow download it, but it, like ignore the TV show part, then I'd probably check it out. But yeah, I just. I just can't be bothered or, downloading at all. Or stream the TV show part. Like, well, yeah, that too. It's just weird that, that it seems to make be, more like, sense. Bundled in the game. I'm like, no, just give me the game and I'll stream the other stuff later. Mm-hmm. Like, geez. Or even like, it's part of the game. Like, so the way they wanted to present it, you present it that way, but you, instead of downloading it, it just, you have to be online to play it. So you just stream it. Yeah. Uh, it just, anyway. I feel like there, there would be better ways to do it. Yeah, well, um, you know, bit of a bit of a, not really a downer, I guess, but like a uneventful way to round out dope or nope this week. But hey, man, control um, still looks cool. Nothing it no, does no, look very cool. No, no beef with control. Pretty excited to check it out. So to uh, get back into the uh, excitement mode, I guess uh, of the show after after dope or nope, I think it's time we uh, round out the episode by checking in with the bonus round. Bonus round. Our bonus round is, of course, our question and answer segment of the show where you, the listener, get to write into us with any thoughts, theories, questions, games, statements that you want us to talk about on the show, uh, and we answer them here. Uh, so, we've got a couple of questions this week. We're going to kick it off, though, with a bit of a, uh, I want to say a jolly question. Uh, it'll make sense in a moment. Um... <laughs> Uh, from our good friend Gary. Now, Gary asks us, a lot of games have cool seasonal events such as Overwatch's Halloween Terror and Destiny's Festival of the Lost. Have you played any of these events or others, and what are your thoughts on them? Oh. Overwatch events keep me coming back to the game. Like, Absolutely. If there's a new event, I'll probably check it out. Like, I'll probably log a session and try to get... Like, right now, Joel, I desperately want... I desperately want the Enchanted Armor skin for Farah. Oh yeah. And yeah. the and the Bride skin for Sombra. Like I desperately want those. 
I'm uh yeah. Well, I'm glad I, I did think of you when I saw the bride one for Sombra because I'm like, oh, she's finally got a good one. For it's an a event. good skin at last, and it looks it's, so cool. Looks really good. Um, and that enchanted arm, the enchanted armor for Farah. Oh, I, like, I'm because I'm playing a bit more on PC now. I've, I've I've jumped back in, so I'm like collecting more as well. So I've I've got to try and get uh, Cthulhu Zen again as well. I need to get that back because I fucking love that one. It's one of my favorite skins. Uh, especially for my characters. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Overwatch events are always great, especially, like, because the first Halloween event for Overwatch was when we first got Junkenstein's Revenge and we saw them sort of venturing uh, venturing into, like, PvE uh, sort of stuff. And then they sort of expanded on that with, um, oh, what's it called? The event's just called The Archives now. The Archives, yeah. You're but thinking, I was trying to think you're thinking of Uprising. Mode. Uprising, thank you. It was Uprising, um, and then it was Retribution. That's right. Yes. So, um, but yeah, like I, I love those. Like they're they're always really great. And like you said, with with any new Overwatch event comes new Overwatch skins. So exactly, you know, I'm always what... like I'm feverishly refreshing the Twitter feeds to like, well, what skins you got this time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and y- you know it's coming as well because they're they're sticking to a pretty, and they've said as well they're, they're sticking to a pretty solid schedule mm. of how they roll those out every year and the types and of ones that they're doing. Their event skins have been pretty pretty dang good the last couple Ooh, of yeah. events. Oh yeah. I'm um, I'm a little bit sad I missed out on the last couple of Diva ones. Oh man, I the Diva ones have been I missed out on the Summer Games one, the Wave Rider one. That's yeah, that was so awesome. bummed about that. It looked wanted, so cool. I wanted that Diva event one though when they launched her um Oh <laughs> funny story, I got that. Oh. Uh getting it gave me a leavers penalty though. <laughs> Oh, really? Because the goal was to win a certain amount of games. And I, I foolishly was like, I'll just do it on the last night. Bad <laughs> idea. Ended up bailing from a, like, a lot of games, which is lost causes. I'm like, nah, leave. <laughs> Maybe this game you, will work, but I'll not leave. <laughs> you deserter. <laughs> I am. I'm a deserter. And like, as someone who's now done that, I'll never do it again. Like I had ten matches yeah. of like minus seventy five percent XP. I was like, "Whoa, oh. that's a good penalty." Like honestly, quitter boy. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, when we were playing um, Destiny and uh, well, Destiny one especially, we we partook in the uh, Festival of the Lost and yeah, we did the, the trick or treat. I got my stupid bloody raisins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ugh. Um. Yeah, so and they're they're always fun. I, I think it's really great. You can see them having a little bit of fun and sort of celebrating um, those times of the year, like especially like around Christmas time. Like I'm not a huge fan of Christmas anymore. It's like oh, whatever, but like the Christmas events in in Overwatch are a lot of fun. Like it's just jolly to see like some of the maps covered in snow and all the fun little like. Um, skins and even the sprays like some of the the cute sprays you get um during those oh, yeah. events and like really the, victory, the victory poses and the emotes and stuff uh, yeah it is also a very clever way for these companies to guarantee some some extra like income Just, yeah you know and it's it's also a way of like listening to listening to your communities as well especially when you're like skins are involved like people going you know oh, i'd love to see a skin like this and if there's enough attention around it then it eventually happens like you know we're still waiting for that junk rat bunnings it's never gonna happen uh, skin man i'd love that i you would got, lose you, my fucking shit you got a cricket skin that's as close as you're getting 
I still don't have that in either of copies of my games. Oh, God, I want it. Um, but, uh, like, even it's even a thing that you can see other games sort of branching out and doing. Yep. Like, for example, uh, Splatfests sort of kept me coming yes. back to Splatoon for a while back on the Wii U. And even in the early days of Splatoon 2, I would, you know, come in, pick my side and fight for it for the weekend. Absolutely. And another one that's done it, like Dragon Ball Fighters, is running a Halloween event at the moment where oh, cool. basically you can get... Every character has a 13th color now, which is sort of like a variation of orange, purple, and black, et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. Uh, and they added like a bunch of ri- like ridiculously cute little Halloween avatars, like a cell wrapped in like a just mummified cell, a oh, little so uh, cool. a witch margin boo, just like cool little things like that. And new yeah. like uh, new like fighter titles and little like Z stamps you can use. And it's just. Little things to keep you coming back. Yep. And it's just nice. It's a little bit different, but I mean, it involves the word season. But I mean, Forza Horizon 4 is doing a really cool thing with literal seasons where every week is a new season of weather. And it changes the way that the game plays and different events and all that sort of stuff as well. And I I think it's a really cool idea. It is. And it apps, again, for a lot of these games that are games as service games, Mm -hmm. just very clever. I think we'll be seeing it a lot. Oh yeah, like, going forward, uh, especially in a lot of these games. What would you like to ideal? Ideal, like you pick a game that either has seasonal events already. This is so easy, Joel. No, this is a game that doesn't have seasonal events yet. Okay, all right, go for it. Uh, Smash, please. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god! If if this if Smash Brothers Ultimate is is going to be going the way of like uh, the platform and not an iteration game, which it seems like it's going to be. Um, then that's a no-brainer, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, let's just get some let's get some some festivities up in here. Let's get some seasons yeah. happening, like some seasonal events. And and it's hard to, it's hard to say what I would want. Like obviously, like it'd be cool to have some Halloween or some whatever skins. But like when we know more about the online, we could even find even more stuff they could put in there. Well, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility now either, because if you look at Super Mario Odyssey, just got an update with. Oh, I saw that. The um the zombie Mario, zombie Mario with an axe in his head it looks fucking awesome. Darkest timeline. Yeah, absolutely. But I was like, that's a really cool addition. And again, there's not much. I I don't I don't want to try and downplay the the work that people put into this sort of thing. But like, you know, it's a good way to get people to come back to your game, and without as releasing a full expansion or anything, new game modes or anything like that. Because, I mean, it is, it is like, Super Mario Odyssey has sort of been drip-feeding new outfits into that game. Yeah, absolutely. And new puzzles as well. That yeah, the, those, um, little, those little clues that get you coins yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really neat. Yeah, it's just a... Like, obviously, companies are just finding ways to keep people engaging with their games and not, you know, trade them in for something else. Absolutely. And it's just a, it's a clever way to do it. And, again, especially with Overwatch, like... Every time, without fail, there's a new Overwatch event. I will at least check it out one or two nights during the duration that it runs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like I said, I've been playing Overwatch on PC since I like picked it up, you know, last week. And um, yeah, it's like all my loot boxes have been Halloween ones, and I'm like, oh, cool. And I jumped in and played. Uh, actually, I don't know if I talked about this. So I did play. Um, I played a couple of rounds of Junkenstein's Revenge on PC. The first one I did a normal one. Just like, yeah, it has an end point. Um, 
and I did it just on normal. And then I did another one just on normal, but I did the endless Junkenstein. Um, and when I, when I started the game, some of the, a couple of the other players in the chat were like 12 rounds, 12 bonus rounds. We're doing it. Let's go. And everyone was like, yeah, like laughing and stuff. I'm like, all right, here we go. We got to round like bonus round nine, which is pretty fucking good. But I was playing as Brigitte and I hadn't played as her yet. And, um, so I was having fun with that. Just like figuring out her combos with the shield bash and stuff. She's very really fun to play as. Super fun. Yeah. Um, and a really great in there. It's a, it's a good way to try out new characters in a, you know, a gameplay setting that isn't just like the, you know, I guess you can play against AI as well. But um, yeah, and so we we're playing it, but it got to a point in like bonus round eight or nine where there was about six or seven Roadhogs. <laughs> and Jesus. I, no, no joke, I was being bounced around like a pinball. It was like, Hook stun, hook stun, hook stun, hook stun. And I was just teleporting around the map, being hooked by all these fucking roadhogs. And I, I, I just started giggling because I was like, this is so ridiculous. But it was awesome fun. Um, but yeah, so like I, I've been, been playing through that and getting like all those those Halloween skins and getting my, uh, playing through, uh, my getting my levels up so I can actually do, you know, comp. So... Yeah. yeah, man, I've been playing a fair bit of Overwatch, so you've you've sort of missed out on playing with me. Just saying, that's all right. Well, maybe maybe we'll just we'll try and tee some up sometime soon. I don't know. Maybe we'll I've see. done my I've done my placements for this season, so I'm good. Oh, dude, I've done, I've missed like the last four seasons. Got my uh my mid gold, so that, you know, feeling oh. pretty about the same as I've been for the last four or five seasons. Must be nice, Karen. Man, you you dropped Must off, Karen. This situation you, was a problem. This situation was a problem long before I dropped off. It was one of the motivations yeah. of me dropping off in the first you, you place. You could have, you could have stuck it, stuck in there and, and climbed the ranks. It would have been hard. I, I fucking tried, Karen. <laughs> I fucking tried. Anyway, um, uh, yeah. So I'm. Uh, that's why I'm enjoying about the PC when I'm like, I've got it's a clean slate. I can start again. It's fine. Anyway, and play against all the better players. <laughs> yeah, the people who actually know what they're doing. Anyway, um, but yeah, like uh, seasonal events are awesome. I think they're such a great, like you said, a great idea to keep people coming back to your game. It's a great way to celebrate that holiday or whatever uh, within your game and your community as well. Especially because these games that are games or services generally have pretty big and popular communities, so it's a good chance for them to get together and celebrate and have fun in a, you know, whether it be in like what if scenarios or new skins or anything like that. It's, it's really neat. Um, I, yeah. I just, I just wish that opening a Halloween loot box in Overwatch wasn't such a garbage experience. <laughs> it's like crossing your fingers going, please at least give me two Halloween items. Come on. Oh, what's that? What's that? A spray? Oh, I've already, nice. I've already got it. Excellent. Oh. Dupe. Oh, five credits. So generous. Beautiful. Thank you. Anyway, we've talked about that many a time on the show. Oh, so, um, Still a problem. Yes, it, oh, very much so. Uh, thank you very much, Gary, for your question. Just looking at your, uh, your Twitter account, fellow Hufflepuff, Gary. Hey, man, I'm a Hufflepuff, I'm a Hufflepuff convert. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, come on. You can't just fucking jump ship when you want to, Kyron. 
<laughs> because Natalie Dormer wants to. That's like picking. That's like jumping shit with fucking, like like sports teams. Can't do it. I see no problem. <laughs> can't can't do it. Not a fan of it, Karen. Um, well, anyway. if I'm on a stroll, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I I, <laughs> I, I care too much. I think. Um, I'm gonna get a Hufflepuff tattoo, so that's a whole other thing. Anyway, thank you very much for your question, Gary. Uh, we uh, love your your support of the show, and uh, yeah, wonderful. Um, finally, our last question this week comes from Mister Broderick Gordes, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. Wonderful podcast celebrating all things television, where they take a, a series of television and break it down season by season in each in weekly episodes, and it's very very good. Um. I just noticed that. What did they do this week? They they started doing um, a show that oh, American, American Vandal. Vandals. Yes, American Vandal. Yeah, which reminded me that I need to go and watch season two because I really enjoyed season one. Um, American Vandals a really fucking good show, and I'm not even a huge fan of like those true crime shows that it's trying to parody. But uh, I can't I can't imagine what it would be like if you were a fan of those um, because it it just nails the tone and the the visual look and the production values of those shows so well with such a fucking ridiculous premise. Um, so yeah, if you're, if you've watched that and you want to hear two very, very knowledgeable people talk about that, um, go and listen to Brod and his co-host Damask. Um, we love them very, very much and, uh, we love you, Brod. So thank you very much. Looking forward to hanging out with you this weekend, which leads us to his question. Brod asks us this week, what at PAX Australia 2018 are you most looking forward to? Okay, so we had a bit of a talk, a talk about this and we, we were discussing how we were going to sort of, you know, celebrate the PAX hype because, we, you know, we're currently, I think, what have we got? The countdown at the moment is three, eight, three days, nine hours and 27 minutes. as Like of at, at the time of recording, yeah. At, as of time of recording. If you're listening to this like on like, you know, the 4th or 5th of November or something like that, if you're a little bit behind... You've missed it. But, PAX was um, great, but, but the yeah. PAX episode should be up next on your queue, so stick yeah, around. Look forward to that. Um, it'll be great. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we thought about it and we were like, well, why don't we do a little bit of a PAX survival guide as well, incorporated into Brod's question? Because um, it sort of celebrates what we're excited for this year. Um, and if you're a, a listener to the show and you've not been a PAX and you are going this year, um, we've been to every single PAX Australia with, it's like a, a yearly pilgrimage that we do. Uh, and it's the best time of the year, in my opinion, one of the, my it's favorite so times good, of the year. Man. Like it's, mm. it's that time of year that it's, it's tucked so late in the year Yep. that when it's within a month of happening, it is, it just, it all hits at once. You're just like, yes. holy shit. Like PAX is next month. Yeah. Like right now I'm just like, holy shit. Like this time next week, I'll be bummed out cause PAX will be over. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Although this time next week we'll be playing Red Dead Redemption, so no, we won't. <laughs> well, I will be. No, you won't. <laughs> oh, by this time I will be. Okay. Well, if you've done all your patching and installing, which I might let you do, I haven't decided yet. I don't know. We'll see. Karen, I'm just gonna wait till you get asleep. <laughs> I'm just gonna sneak in to mute the TV. I'm just gonna take your PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking touch my PlayStation. Oh yep. boy. <laughs> oh, why I order? Um. But yeah, so we thought we'd do a little bit of a PAX survival guide as, you know, what to expect, what we look forward to, what we love about PAX Australia and um, and just sort of, you know, all fun things PAX and what we're looking forward to this year. So 
Um, should we start with like, you know, what to expect if you've not been before? I mean, I guess it's, it's weird because I, when I think of like what, how to describe packs, like it's just, if you like video games, it's just bliss is what it is. <laughs> and it's, it's not even video games. Like if you like gaming in general, whether it be like card games, tabletop games, board games, esports, uh, you know, indie games, there's it's all there. how how games are made. Like, it, there's so much there for you. Even watching people play games, like Twitch, the um, the Twitch booth keeps getting bigger and bigger and more and more oh, man, but involved. Every once year. again, like same weekend as TwitchCon, so yeah, I know it's a it's a bummer. Um, but but it is much better than I oh I guess in a way. But like I, I mean, they've always had problems with scheduling. In terms no, they of have. They absolutely have. The, the first year was they was in the middle of the year. The first year they did PAX Australia, they did in the middle of the year, and it was the same weekend as Comic Con. <laughs> it was like yeah, crazy. Um, but yeah, like it's, uh, it's just a fun time. Like it, there's so much to see, and like you almost it almost has to come with it like an overstimulation disclaimer. Like just walking to the venue on that first day and seeing people in cosplay, seeing people in their shirts, seeing people talking, laughing, having a good time, sculling coffees and energy drinks, getting themselves hyped for like the oncoming like eight hours of, of goodness that they're about to endure um, is just, there's nothing like it. I, oh, I just, yeah. It's just so much fun. Um, and it's always great too, like, I mean, I live in Melbourne now, but like when I didn't live in Melbourne, it was always an awesome excuse to catch up with my friends or our friends from Melbourne. And now living in Melbourne, it's always a good excuse to catch up with the people who still live in Bendigo or even that I live in Melbourne, that live in Melbourne as well, but in different areas. And well, even now that we've started this podcast, like the AGPN community as a whole, like yes, the so come down from, from Sydney Australia. and yeah. Queensland and everywhere, like yes, just converge on... Mm. The MCEC. Yep, and I, 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 yeah, I have to, I have to try and, I got to find Pez this year. And actually, I said I'd shake his hand, but then Brennan from Eight uh, Bit has like you know suggested that a pinch might be more in, uh, more in order. And and Pez seemed to agree. So right, well, watch out, it. Pez. I'm coming for you. Oh God, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my grabby hands on. I'm gonna give oh. you a pinch. Um, <laughs> That'll be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> pinch followed by a beer. There's a beer on the house. Like, a, you know, I'm good for it. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, yeah. So, like, just being able to, to surround ourselves with like-minded people and just looking at new games, old games, playing games for the first time, catching up, again, like, with developers that we've sort of, made like i guess relationships with through this podcast like the guys from uh screw tape studios with damsel which congratulations to them on their release of damsel a couple of days ago it's finally out um and yeah i need to pick it up because i'm very excited to play it but looking forward to seeing uh uh anthony and meg as well and uh having a chat with them and seeing how they're feeling post launch now uh, and you know Mike Blackney from Dead Static Drive, like so many cool people. Um, 
but yeah, I, I guess that's probably the best way to, to sum it up is just this awesome celebration of any, anything to do with games. Yeah, and um, like if you want, if you want like genuine survival tips, mm-hmm. comfy shoes, mm-hmm. pack your bag full of water. Absolutely. Uh, be prepared if you're eating at the at the venue to have an expensive time. To be fair, it's not awful. It's not as bad as like music festivals I, say. Like, and to to be fair, fair like I the caveat I'm going to add is the promenade just outside has some pretty good deals running during Pax Week. Absolutely. So, and, but even like the food on the in the convention center is actually pretty decent. I remember I had like I was eating. Um, they had like the panko crumb pancake or like um potato cake like japanese style potato cake and i remember having one of them last year and i was like this is fucking delicious um and i was a week out from going to japan so i was like oh this is getting me hyped up but uh yeah the promenade is a really great place to go even if you just want to go to have a cheeky beer like munich brow uh the yeah munich uh brow house is there so you can go and get like a pork knuckle and some mashed potato and a giant stein of beer during your lunch break. Um, highly recommend. <laughs> yes, highly recommend. I think I think that we must we have to schedule that in uh, sometime over the weekend. So, signs year. point to yes. <laughs> yes, I think it's it's almost a definite. We might um, if you're out there, contact us on Twitter. We'll come and have a beer with you. I'd love to have a beer with some people if they're going to PAX. Uh, if you're looking for me, uh, you can probably find me at the Nintendo booth. Well, that's Friday. It. Like bright and early, queuing up to play Smash. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that you know leads us into Brod's question as well. So obviously, Smash is a big thing that we're both very excited about playing um, and going hands on with. Um, but apart from that, what else are you excited for though, Kyron? In terms of all right, things so, that you're looking forward to. Smash is my first stop, but obviously, like a lot of the game, a lot of the um, the uh, EB sent a big email email out today. Sort of rattled off a bunch of the playable games uh, from the list. Man, the Sony booth. Like, I'll be hitting up both Resident Evil Two and Sekiro: Shadows Die twice there. I will be hitting up Sekiro: Shadows Die twice there. <laughs> I'm even honestly, depending on what it's like, like what what cues are like for it. Like Dreams, I'm curious. Yeah, why not? It, that, that, that's a game I wouldn't even mind watching people play. Yeah, and if you want to, if you're in for, in for VR, they mention these. They mentioned Beat Saber, so Beat Saber will be there. Oh, fuck yeah. I want to try Beat Saber out. If you feel like sweating. <laughs> fucking A. I want to I want to play some fucking rhythm games swinging around lightsabers. <laughs> I'm down for that. Uh, as I already said, yeah, Nintendo booth, like, man, I'm all about Smash. Diablo's going to be there. I might check that out. See how that runs on the Switch. Fuck yeah. That was like, it's like a, a week away, isn't it? Yeah, it's like next, like the week after PAX is when that basically comes out, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, awesome. Pokemon Let's Go, uh, the new, the yep. new, the Super Mario Bro, the Brothers U Deluxe will be there. Oh, cool! That's awesome. Yeah, Bethesda's bringing Rage Two, and Elder Scrolls Blades. Oh, Elder Scrolls Blades is there. Fuck yeah! yeah I'm keen to check that out as well. I'm yeah, again, that's one of those games I'm sort of curious about because that game is got to be close to be coming out because they did say by the end of the year. Yeah, like late late this year. I have pre-registered for it on uh, on the Google Play Store because. Um, uh. I'm also pre-registered for it because I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, I mean, if it's like a you know a fun little Elder Scrolls game that I can play on the go, fuck yeah, I'm keen. Um, uh, Ubisoft will be bringing Division Two, okay, and Trials Rising. Fucking yes, let's there's go. Some, there's some other games as well. Uh, <gasps> I'm I fucking. I am pumped as fuck for Trials Rising. 
Pax Arena on Saturday. I wonder what that is. But they'll have Space Junkies there. I'm not sure what that is. Okay. They bring in some older games as well. Odyssey, Starlink. Just, of course, Just Dance will be there. Just Dance is a staple of these events. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's nothing like seeing people in cosplay getting up and dancing, winging around a, a Wiimote in their hands or a Joy-Con. I don't know what's, what version they put up now. I think they use the Kinect, don't they? They usually use the... I think it depends. Like, yeah. Because I, I, I know they've used the Wii ones in the past. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's tough because there is also usually a Just Dance set up on the way to the main theater as well. Oh, of course there is too, yeah. Yeah, so it's I get them mixed up all the time. Either way, it's always fun. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Ben um, uh, Namco, Joel, Ace Combat 7. Oh, boy. Jump Force and Soul Calibur 6. Hearing good things about Soul Calibur 6. Yeah, me too. Hearing very good things about it. Apparently it's it's like the 3D arena fighter to, to beat at the moment, which is pretty cool. It's interesting. Now, for me, Joel, this one... One very large question mark. Yep. So you look at the the, the, the floor plans for PAX Australia this year. Uh-huh. There's an interesting attachment to the Bandai Namco booth. Right. What would that be? It is the Square Enix part hmm. of the Bandai Namco booth. Now, I don't want to put any unfair expectations out there, but I unfairly expect Kingdom Hearts 3 to be playable. I think it's going to be there. It's got to be, right? They're throwing it everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, it's been at a lot of like a lot of cons throughout the year, and it's been at PAX in Australia previously as well. So, um, still in the rounds. I I assume it's going to be there. And again, that's just something I just can't wait to go hands on with. I'm just excited as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm also excited just to check out the PAX uh, PAX Rising area, which is the indie section. Um, yep. a couple of games like I mentioned before, the the guys from um. Screw tape with Damsel and um, uh, Mike Blackney with Static Drive, um, but yeah, apart from that, I'm I'm looking forward to. I was looking through the the Pax Rising list. I was gonna say just quickly before we move on. Okay. Uh, I, I like I was just rattling off the the big games I'm excited for. The thing I like about the the Pax Rising part is you just you just wander through, yes, and you can just sort of approach the games that interest you. Like you go to the other booths and go, "Cool, I'm going there. I'm going to queue for this game." Mm-hmm. But Pax Rising, I don't know. It's just a great place to sort of stroll through and check stuff out. I could spend literally hours in that area just walking up and down, and it's I I would be happy. Like it's so exciting. Um, Couple of things I'm looking forward to: uh, 22 Racing Series, which is like they describe it as a real-time strategy racer, um, which looks like a. They also describe it as a mix between Wipeout and Gran Turismo, and I'm like, all right, I'm I like Wipeout. Yeah. Um. What else was there that I'm looking forward to? Ashen's there. I know you're I missed very excited. I'm playing to check Ashen it. last year, so I want to try and get to it this year. Yeah, I definitely want to try and get to it. Um, yeah, the guys from Damsel. Death Today Drive, Death, uh, Death Squared is going to be there, which has been out for a while now, but it's always uh, fun to watch people play that game. That's a game I keep looking at on Switch, and I, I just I know I should buy it, but I never quite get there. But I really should buy it. There's a couple of like uh, retro throwback uh, first-person shooters, like Dusk, and there was another one as well that looks really cool. Um, what were the other ones I was looking at, checking out? Um... Hmm. Uh, Hunt and Sneak sounds really cool. Hyperjam. Lots of really cool stuff there. Uh, Knuckle Sandwich, that was the one I'm really excited for. That's a game I've backed on Kickstarter. Um, it's like a, I get, 
like a earthbound esque story with some really trippy visuals. Um, looking forward to checking that out a little bit more. Uh, and Necro Brewster as well. It's a three uh, D visual novel which is set in a. Their description is. Uh, set in a magical Melbourne cafe where the dead are granted one last night to mingle with the living. Um, we, must be, we must be getting close to that being coming out too, I reckon. And uh, yeah, we played it. Uh, did you play it last year? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it was actually the first thing I played last year. Right, yeah. I remember you played it and you're like, Joel, you need to play this. And I was like, okay, cool. And I think I it was it. like my my first port of call. Yep. It's um, really cool. And the guys at uh, Route 59, the, the developers behind it, are really cool guys. Um, so you might even try and queue up a chat with them as well, see how they're going with the game. Um, but yeah, like there's just so much cool stuff that you're like, all right. Like um, Quantum Suicide, which is a, a, they describe as a game of betrayal, deception, and romance in the cold depths of space. This science fiction thriller tells the tale of an intergenerational mission and its diverse crew fighting against a deadly AI and each other for the chance to survive. Strategy, love, interest, and quantum mechanics await you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm keen for that. And it, it's anime as fuck, dude. <laughs> um, and you, you know the funny thing, Joel? Yeah. That's just like, that's, that's like the expo hall. <laughs> Absolutely. and then, That's like one part of PAX. <laughs> Oh, just quickly as well, Soundfall as well. Looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, Soundfall was on my radar. Uh, it's like a, a part dungeon crawler, part rhythm game. And I'm like... I don't know how fuck. I'm going to find time for all this stuff. Soundfall is a must for me. That's high up on my list. Very excited for that game. Um, But yeah, like you're right. Like you, out, Just outside the expo hall, you've got like the tabletop area, which has got loads of board games. Like I'm going to probably... Stock up on some uh, some D and D supplies, maybe some new dice, um, and, and then you've also within the expo hall as well. You've got like PC bits and pieces that you can buy. There's tons and tons of merch. Like um, I speaking no, of speaking of buying things, the EB store will be there. It will be. We'll see how that goes. But anyway, um, but I'm, I'm think, sort of on the same page when it comes to like buying stuff on the show floor. But whatever. Uh, I I I'm I'm all about it. Just it's you know packs hype. I get all around it. Kyron, let's face it, we're, go, we're both going to be making a trip to the um the Sanchi booth. Oh, every year I'll be buying some pins <clears throat> and probably a shirt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've got to I've got to stock up on my my, my yearly uh persona gear. So um, it's uh yeah, looking forward to that. But then outside of that, we've got you know you've got panels as well. Uh, is there any panels that are Sticking out in your mind, Karen? Uh Look, there's a lot, and the the, the, brutal, the brutality of it is I don't know how many I'm going to get to see this year. Yeah, but I did pick out one, but I'm like, oh man, I need to see this, and it's uh, so it's Friday, Friday from one p.m. to two p.m. at the Gamespot Theater, and it's yep. let's hack a video game. Oh yeah, that actually sounds really good. Yeah, so uh, that's obviously it's got Edmund Tran, editor from Gamespot, and Lance McDonald from Warp Chair. Lance McDonald. If you may know, you may even know from his just general YouTube stuff. He's basically been breaking down and cutting out like heaps of really cool hidden secrets from Bloodborne and Dark Souls, like some crazy stuff in there that like that blew my mind. Like especially some of the stuff he found in Dark Souls Three. Like the final boss was going to be different based on like certain choices you made. There would be like cycles that you could control in the time and all that. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! But 
he will be he will be, he will be performing a live hack of PS One horror classic Silent Hill. Oh, they got you, Karen. They got me. Like that's it. That's like I'm in. <laughs> that's that's a that's a winner for you. Yeah, I'm super excited to see what they're going to do to that game and how it's going to go. <clears throat> uh, I'm looking around on Friday as well. Uh, there will be blood. The ID uh, the id software so- uh, retrospective. Uh, with Tim Willits from id Software. That'd be interesting to check out, I think. Nice. Um, and uh, when is that one that I'm really excited for? Is it Saturday? Do we, like, uh, obligatory mention for party mode? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Party mode is a must, and if you're going to PAX, you should go and check it out as well. That is on Friday? I think it's well? Friday night, yeah. Yeah, where is it? Where are we? Oh, there's so much on. Um, yeah, but party mode is on as well. Um, there it is, party mode 2018. I assume that's the one. That's the one. So that is, uh, yeah, eight eight p.m. till nine p.m. in the in the EB Live Theater on Saturday. On Saturday, excellent. Okay, cool. Because I was going to say seven thirty on Friday is twenty eight plays later live as well with oh, Chris Straub and Paul Verhoeven. Chris Straub and Paul Verhoeven. That's yes. I, I haven't been listening to the show much this year, but like that's always a good. We always end up going to that one to see. Yeah, always fun. It's really fun. Um, I can't find the one that I'm looking for, but uh, there's, like there's so much, and I never get to see all of it. Well, the one that I'm very excited for, which is uh, Video Games, Your Ball Bag. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, there it is. 1.30 on Sunday. Uh, it is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mark Serrells from CNET, formerly of Kotaku Australia. Um, and the description goes like this. Can you guess what video game the angry Scottish man is talking about in his beguiling Scottish Bruges? We challenge a host of Australia's best games journalist. Can you understand a single word of what this guy is saying? Um... I fucking love Mark Serrells. Uh, I believe it was it two years ago when we saw him on the show floor and we were both too scared to go and say hi. Yes. Because it's, <laughs> it's weird, right? Like, yeah. Cause Mark Serrells, again, much like Jason Schreier is more of a traditional journalist. Yeah. So it, it just feels weird. Just going on, just being excited to meet him. Cause you're like, look, I just really like your work, dude. I just like it. Oh yeah. Good dude. <laughs> and he's fucking hilarious. And the fact he that, is. yeah, he has a panel called video games. Your ball bag. Like um, he was, because he was in the the cooking thing they did not last year, year before, maybe. Oh yeah, they did it a couple of years. That was that awesome. was so good, so good. Um, Dragon Friends Live as well. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but then again, that's that's still just another like part because up in the in the tabletop section, I assume it's still there. I haven't checked the map properly for this one, but it'll be somewhere. Is the speedrun stage, Joel? Yes. Absolutely. Speed runs. Yep. So that was a new addition last year. I think that's the first time I did the the speed yeah, run stuff. I think so. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Really neat addition. So there will uh, be a Super Metroid speed run. I will be there to watch it. <laughs> um. And then even for like for us personally, like outside of that Friday night, like going to the um King of Packs AGPN tournament. Um. I I must admit I went tonight. I went to uh. Archie Brothers, one of the the, the new um, venues that are a part of our the company that I work for, um, which is basically like a circus themed arcade bar and uh, bowling alley and dodgem cars, and it's really cool. Um, but they had a skee ball machine, and we had free games, so I was uh, I was practicing up my skee ball for Friday night. 
Uh, I'm terrible at all arcade games, so I've written that off already. I've given up. <laughs> hey, it's fine. I, I, I'm going to represent this. Skeebles, Skeebles kind of my jam. I was doing all right. If they want to take me up on some Smash for the right packs, let me know. I'll hit them up. <laughs> oh, we've already thrown down the gauntlet to, to Josh and Cotter. Like... <laughs> Josh and Cotter? <laughs> fucking Lauren and Cotter. Karen, I'm tired. You are, clearly. I clearly had a couple of cocktails at Archie Brothers tonight. Um, which is also a couple, a couple, Joel. You can be honest. This is a safe space. Mm, no, legitimately, I had one cocktail. I had one beer. That's all I had tonight. How good cocktails, though? Oh, fucking dude, dude. We, I'm gonna try and squeeze in the time to take you to Archie Brothers. Even if we go Monday during the day, I went. I went out drinking. I think last Saturday, and the place I was at was just like, "Hey, what if we just had two cocktails for the price of one?" Can oh, I say? Jesus, dangerous. Very dangerous. Kyron, what if I told you you could get alcoholic milkshakes at this place? Oh, God. I don't know how I feel about that because I'm always so picky with milk and alcohol. What it's if so I, good. What if I also you, told you that these alcoholic milkshakes, you could get an optional upgrade of a mini Magnum stuck in the side of it? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, this is the shit I'm talking about. We we don't do things in halves at Fun Lab. Um, but yeah... Uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. So just generally catching up with the AGPN crew and just having some fun times with them. Um, so I guess to answer the question, everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. We just try and squeeze as much as we can out of the three days. Um, and if you are going and you see us on the show floor, please come and say hi. We'd love to say hi to you. Um, especially don't be like us trying to like debate whether or not we would talk with Mark Serrells or not. Please come and talk to us. We We won't say... We won't be offended or scared or anything like that. Um, unless you want to tell us that you don't like our show, then please just keep to yourself. <laughs> we don't need that now. That's fine. <laughs> and also, why are you still listening? <laughs> I mean, please like, do. They, 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 could, they could be hate listening. They could be spite <laughs> they listening. They could hate spite listening to us. <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, it's just the best. Like, yeah, but I think you're really right is. as well with like comfy shoes, dress accordingly. Um. Like, don't wear heels or anything please, like that. Just be... Please sensitive. shower. <laughs> yes. Personal Bring deodorant. Personal just, hygiene. Yeah, hygiene. There you go. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, make sure you eat as well. Like Yes. Um, portable, like uh, a battery pack as well. If you're going to be bringing your Switch or your, your phone, you know. Thank you for reminding me. I need to get a new power bank. Yes, I'm going to invest in one this week as well. That's I'm definitely going to invest in one. It's almost like a yearly purchase at this point. I'm trying to get a power bank. Yep. No, I'm going to go. I might go to Miniso tomorrow and, and suss one out before work. But anyway, I think uh, I think it's about anything else you want to add to wrap up with that uh, with our packs hype uh, segment. I just can't wait. I can't wait either. Like I've been, I look at my badge daily. Like as I'm walking out to go to work, I pick up my badge and go soon. <laughs> I've got to actually so take. Soon. I've got to take mine out of its envelope and put it on my lanyard in preparation. I so save. I save like the like the attaching it to the lanyard until I'm like leaving to head. I'm like, okay, it's time. Now I will fully embrace the moment. Your time has come. Yeah. Um, but yes, <clears throat> thank you very much, Brod, for your question. Getting us all hyped and excited about packs. Um, we were just making plans with Brod before. Uh, Yes. Potentially having some breakfast with him. Uh, some damn fine coffee. Some damn fine coffee and some cherry pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like. I may not have watched much Twin Peaks, but I, I, I understand that. <laughs> it's 
like yeah it's pretty universal for like even like the most rudimentary knowledge of twin peaks yeah and it's damn fine coffee and cherry pie and also at a base level it's cherry pie and coffee i'm like i'm fucking there like, it's true why would, I, true. why would i say no to that um but yes thank you very much and also go and check out hunting seasons it's really awesome um keep a close eye on that maybe over the next couple of weeks that's all i'll say <laughs> um but anyway i think that's an episode karen i think it is joel as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate it if you've reached this point. If you would like to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us both on Facebook and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options. Uh, of course, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's iTunes or Podbean or Spotify or Podchaser or anything like that, any sort of like sharing, thumbs up, reviews, stars, whatevs that you can give us we do appreciate it it helps a whole lot yeah 100 percent. five as per 30 seconds of your time for you know eternal gratitude from us yeah even if you just retweet us with a hashtag that helps too we love it (laughs) um but apart from that our individual accounts you can find me on twitter where i am at lemon x and joel we're recording it a few days late but i just want to bring this as my tweet (laughs) I posted it in our group chat we've got with a few of our friends. It's simply titled Things That Happened Between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3. Oh, God. Yeah. Eight Metal Gear games. Oh, God. The founding and rise of Platinum Games. God. The entire rise and fall of Telltale Games. Jesus. 23 Grasshopper Manufacture Games. 23, really? Wow. Two Fantastic Four reboots. <laughs> Two Spider-Man movie reboots. Mm-hmm. The entire MCU. Fuck. Five and a half Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> oh. Five Devil May-, Devil May Cry games with the announcement of a new one. Yep. Toy Story 3. Oh, God. The Last Guardian, Final Fantasy XV, and Duke Nukem Forever all emerging from development hell. <laughs> The entire Uncharted, Infamous, and Tomb Raider reboot series. Oh, God. This one's a bit sad, actually. The death the death of both Masters A&Ort's original voice actors. Yep. That's a shame. That's really a shame. Uh, four Tekken games. The okay. revival of Street Fighter. The revival of Guilty Gear. The entirety of Blaze Blue. Mortal Kombat came back. Three Smash games. Injustice was born. Mega Man 11. Ten Resident Evil games. Ten Yakuza games released in the West. 10 Monster Hunter games and Incredibles 2. <laughs> Jesus. And I believe. In the time between Kingdom Hearts 2 and 3. I believe uh, someone in our group chat also posted we had seven prime ministers in that time yeah, as well. We had a lot of prime ministers in um, that time. So there's that. That's a thing. And we didn't even vote for all of them. Nope. Uh, we voted for about, I want to say, two of them. <laughs> and like someone's even added some extra ones down here, which I find funny. The entire PS3 era, the entire Xbox 360 era. <laughs> Two full Nintendo console lifespans. Jesus. God <laughs> damn. Bonkers. Oh. But uh, where can they find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, uh, where this is a few days ago as well, but I just posted how much I'm enjoying my new PC and editing last week's episode, uh, which editing an episode for me on my old laptop used, used to be like potentially a whole afternoon affair while, while I waited for things to, you know upload and buffer and oh render and all that kind of shit um it literally took me about half an hour last week 
to do. Jesus. So, um, yeah, thumbs up to new PC times. That's, new tech is good tech. New tech is good tech. Uh, but that's about it. I should mention that uh, the, the tweet I'm talking about, I did retweet. So it's not... I don't want to take credit for it. You uh, can find it, the, the person on my Twitter account. I think... Twilizard666. But either way, hilarious. Gave me a good half an hour of solid laughter. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to let our wonderful theme song see us out, and we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Options podcast.